0: When the miles rack up faster than your flush count, that's when you'll truly appreciate your hunting vest from Final Rise. Built for the Uplands and proudly sewn in the USA, the complete lineup of hunting vests from Final Rise, from their all-new Summit XT down to the minimalist Sidekick system, are all built upon the foundational load-bearing waist belt and low-profile shoulder strap system, which allow you to carry all the gear you need and do so comfortably while maintaining your ability to move freely and perform when you need to most. With a complete lineup of accessories and newly released performance field apparel, Final Rise has the gear you need to help you get the most out of every mile and every flush. Final Rise gear is built for the Uplands. Get yours today at FinalRise.com. This episode of the Birdshot Podcast is presented by Onyx Hunt, Final Rise, and Upland Gun Company. Episode of the show, we've got a grouse camp round table with Nick Adair and the boys from the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 196. Welcome to another episode of the Birdshot Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. we got a great show for you today coming up with Nick Adair of the It Yourself Podcast and Andrew Maxwell and Jacob Myers from the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. The four of us spent a few days hunting grouse from Woodcock out of my cabin in Wisconsin. We had a blast. You're going to hear all about it in just a moment. First, thank you, as always, to Patreon patrons of the Birdshot Podcast. Your continued support is greatly appreciated, and we are coming up shortly on another monthly giveaway. If you want to be eligible for those Patreon monthly giveaways, discounts for Upland Institute, Gumleaf USA, bonus content, and, of course, we'll get you those can coolers and stickers as a little welcome gift, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash birdshot. And on that note, I just wanted to read a quick email. I got this last week while I was at my cabin I just responded to the person that sent it in, and I didn't officially get their permission to read the email on the show, so I'm going to read it, but I'm going to obscure a couple details just so it's kind of an anonymous email from the Birdshot Podcast inbox, but I want to thank the listener for sending it in for his support as a new Patreon patron and just wanted to share here on the podcast with all of you. It never gets old hearing stories and getting this kind of feedback from people that listen to enjoy and learn from the podcast, so Thank you very much to the person that sent this in and to all those out there listening that have sent me emails and messages like this in the past. So the listener writes in, Nick, I just wanted to take a minute to share a picture with you and say thank you. I've been listening to your podcast for years and have learned so much from you and your guests. I got my own bird dog this spring and last weekend we made our first trip to the Upper Great Lakes to grouse hunt. I scouted with Onyx and Scout and Hunt and listened to your episode with Brady Martin while I was driving up there, and I was able to bag my first rough grouse over my puppy. I should have become a Patreon a long time ago, but I finally joined today. Thank you again, and keep up the great work on the podcast. So congrats to that listener, him and his bird dog, first rough grouse, no small thing, and certainly worthy of celebration. Speaking of first rough grouse, you're going to hear about a couple of those on the podcast today as well. It's the best time of year, everybody. I love hearing from all of you. If I'm slow or delayed in my response, please don't be offended or afraid to remind me. It's a busy time of year for all of us, but I do absolutely love hearing from folks out there listening to the show and putting the information they get from the guests and the episodes to use out in the Uplands. All right, I think I'm going to throw one last reminder for the Justin McGrail questions. I've got a bunch of them now, including a pile of them the last week. I think we've got enough for an episode I will throw this out there. You can still send them in for now. They may or may not make the cut of the show. We'll see what we have time for, what we can get into. But if you want, send in your hunting season-related bird dog questions for Justin McGrail to nick at birdshotpodcast.com. Hopefully, we'll get that episode scheduled soon. And I think that's all I got for you today. It's October 27th, and as I just emailed a listener about 10 minutes ago, this is the time of year where when the weather is good, As I look out my window and see perfectly calm, overcast conditions, and I'm not in the woods, my brain is literally on fire thinking about when the next chance I'll have to get out there and get into the woods. Maybe this afternoon, we'll see. But I'm sure there's a bunch of you out there that feel the same way. So as you're hearing this, I hope you are, again, on the way to bird camp or headed somewhere to follow a bird dog through a field or a piece of cover or at least have a hunt planned in the near future. The next time you hear from me, we will have officially transitioned on the calendar to bare November days, if I might use that phrase. It's been a good hunting season so far. There's plenty more to come. And with that said, we're going to move into the episode today. I'm not going to set this up too much other than I spent a few days hunting with our guest today. We had a great time. It was the first rough grouse and woodcock hunt for Andrew and Jacob up from Alabama. Nick Adair, who you'll know from the Gun Dog It Yourself podcast and previous guest on the show, has been rough grouse hunting before, but he and I had actually never met in person, so it was really cool. We could all get together at the Wisconsin cabin for a few days. We actually had some tough conditions as far as temperatures go. It was pretty warm. We had a 72 degree day and then a 68 degree overcast, but very warm day, so that limited us a little bit, although I will say we were able to get in more hunting than I thought based on the forecast. So We had an awesome time. Grouse and woodcock hunting was good despite the conditions. Had some campfires. I forced all of the guests into perhaps maybe their first sauna and subsequent dip into the frigid waters of the lake. I wanted to make sure they got the full Northwoods experience and I think as you'll hear on today's show they absolutely did. It was an awesome time. I hope you enjoy this one and definitely go check out the Southern Outdoorsman podcast, if you're into deer and turkey hunting. And of course, you all know where to find Nick Adair and the Gun Dog It Yourself podcast. So with that said, let's welcome into the conversation and on to the Birdshot podcast, Nick Adair, Andrew Maxwell, and Jacob Myers. All right, this is it, boys. We are not beating around the bush because we are just a bunch of brush hunters. <laughs> <laughs> We're just we an old brush hunter. Harold, shotgun boogie, insert right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we are Rolling Birdshot podcast, and we are coming to you from Grouse Camp in Wisconsin. We got the wood stove rolling. What are your thoughts, Jacob? I love it. Listen, I'm really vibing
1: out here. Yeah. <laughs> like in the south, you don't have anybody with wood stoves, so.
0: or saunas, right? Or some
1: saun- listen, or saunas, and that was an experience we might. Wait know a about.
0: minute. Wait a minute. Sauna is a, a way that people say it, but we need to say sauna. I noticed that I picked up sauna. 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 That's that's how the Finlanders say it.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Somebody. I thought he was making, making fun of the southern, you know, southern accent. That's what I was trying. to <laughs> The Bob I was getting for a second.
0: Somebody might correct me there, but I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> sauna. And if if I were a Finlander, I would be insulted. But I, but I'm not. So we're good. <laughs> you
2: may proceed.
0: You
1: give Andrew a couple more crewers light. He may start saying Sonia or whatever. <laughs> They'll all slurring together. Sonia. Sonia. There you go. Like yeah. Anyway. Isn't that
3: Pepper's mom? No. 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 Okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's
0: let's go around the table. Let's do intros. We got. We just we just finished up a couple of days of grouse hunting, grouse and woodcock hunting here at the cabin. You boys are out hunting for the first time, ruffed grouse. You've hunted woodcock last year. We'll, maybe we'll get into that a little bit. But, Andrew, tell us who you are a little bit about yourself, and we'll get going.
3: So, my name's Andrew Maxwell, um, from the Southern Outdoors and Podcast. There you go. Um, I was fortunate enough to be invited up here by you. I really appreciate it, man. This has been an incredible week. It's uh, been a blast. But new bird hunter, uh people might have heard me on Gundog It Yourself. I've been on there a couple times. Uh Nick Adair from Gundog It Yourself talked me into getting a Munsterlander. And now here we are in Wisconsin. Small uh, Munster Small right? Munster Lander. Yep. Yep. And uh this is our this is my first like legitimate upland trip. Where I, I went to a place to upland hunt. Okay. You know, we've done it in Alabama, uh, but this is the first time I've ever traveled to go do it. And went to a place that has like a lot of birds. Yeah, like it's been really good these last couple of days. So <laughs> first time gun dog owner, first time upland guy, like really into the upland. Besides you know rabbits and stuff in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thrilled to be here
0: happy to have you having a great time, a great time. <laughs> yes, jacob,
3: yeah, uh, jacob myers from
1: the southern outdoorsman podcast again first time gun dog owner uh, again got my dog gsp because i of, of air. Uh, GSP. uh gsp um, we don't need to go down the rabbit <laughs> hole this is simple we're gsp For, no gsp if we're talking to larson's audience this is gsp um uh, <laughs> keep, keep it simple here um but anyways uh Again, first time dog owner got a pup now. She's just now a year old, just over a year old. Um, This is our first, again, rough grouse hunting experience. Um, Just got back from Montana a couple weeks ago, uh, which was an unbelievable experience. Um, But this has been a very, very interesting hunting style, which we're going to get way more I don't know. We'll we'll figure out how you want to navigate this conversation. But it's been very exciting. It went from, like, kind of lackluster. Didn't really know what to get into. I'm like, we just left Montana. Tons of birds. Okay, like... Not to hype up Montana right now, but Crazy Birds. And then we come up here and I'm like I brought like a couple boxes of shells. I'm like, oh, you know, we might shoot eight, nine times. Who knows? And like <laughs> and that was not the case. So it's been uh it's been unbelievable. But yeah, uh super glad to be here. So I appreciate yeah. Larson.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nick, you have been on the show before?
2: Yeah, Nick Adair with the Gun Dog It Yourself podcast. Apparently I'm I'm the one that's responsible for getting these uh these fellers in the yep. in the upland space. There's but your uh, part
3: for hunter recruitment. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but uh yeah, you know, Larson uh gave us the invitation to come up and and we took it you know it was, a, it was nice meeting you in person finally you yeah. know we, we've gone back and forth we do the bonus episode but it was nice yep. uh getting to meet in person and also get to see each other's dogs run and and share some time in the woods it's been a blast and yeah. you know appreciate you having us yeah well i bet it's been awesome having you guys here i'm glad you could make it long
0: long trip for you guys but i'm glad uh after a couple of days in the woods you guys are riding high and feeling like it was a it was a worthwhile trip
1: yeah it went from like again I came up here Nick uh, I, so we got two Nicks here so I'm gonna go by last a yeah. dare uh, has told me about rough, past rough grass squares He's like be prepared like you we're gonna flush some. like you're, we're counting flushes not birds killed okay? <laughs> which is the, definitely the name of the game and again kind of association between rough grouse hunting and bow hunting in my opinion which I can talk about later but again came up with just a little bit of ammo into kind of experiences and it's been so interesting to see the progression, not only from like, say a dog perspective, like two young dogs that are up here, but also two brand new upland hunters yeah. that are also brand new to the grouse woods, which by the way, you know, we're from the deep South, from Alabama. We talk about thick cover all the time on yep. our podcast, Whitetail Hunting. Didn't really know what thick cover looked like up here. Boy, y'all got some thick cover, Look, <laughs> I said
3: it earlier when we were on our walk. You know, I'm, I'm from Alabama. I'm a deer and rabbit hunter from Alabama. And so we get into some, like, very nasty, very thick cover. Yep. And usually I talk some smack when I go to a different state and people are like, oh, this is our thicket. And I'm like, this is your thicket? <laughs> like, this ain't nothing, son. We got up here, and uh, I got to admit, Wisconsin, you know, the Northwoods, y'all are okay. I yeah. mean, when it comes to your thinking, I, I respect it. The, uh, like, thorn apples or whatever, yeah, <laughs> those, yeah, those are yeah. no joke. Those are no <laughs> that, joke. I went running into those jokers in full confidence, being like, there's no briars up here.
0: and Yeah, I paid for it big yeah. time. So. I, I have I have said before that our woods are fairly tame, but around hunting around here, you get into a couple of the nastier things, which would be blackberry canes, those are bad. You get into those; they have kind of short spikes. They'll they'll drag and pull on you a little bit. But those young hawthorn trees, which tonight we were hunting in an area that's loaded with those, you don't want to walk through those carelessly. They will uh, they will poke you.
1: Yeah. Thank God they don't. They're not barbed yeah. or curved because they're like three-inch-long <laughs> spikes. And the problem is you're walking like, oh, this is like again. You're coming like we're coming from like deep south. I'm like, oh. It's, it looks like, you know, name it, like a little oak sap. It looks like a little sapling, mm-hmm. and you don't notice the thorns, and you start trying to walk through it, and that sucker is like an iron rod. It's like, you ain't <laughs> coming this way,
3: man. And, like,
1: you bend it down, and it comes right back with a vengeance.
3: Yeah, so, d- and- like I said, it, they, don't, they don't give, they take. <laughs> 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 and, and, like, I was in that thicket, man. We were chasing Boone today. And uh, it was like so cloudy. I don't have like safety like shooting glasses because yeah, yeah. like we just don't deal with that. I had sunglasses, but it was so overcast I didn't want to put them on. And I was in the middle of one of those hawthorn thickets, and uh, and Boone goes on point, and we're like having a crash through this stuff because he's a young dog and we don't know what he's gonna do. And like I just remember thinking like I might not make it out of here with both of my <laughs> eyeballs. Like yeah. I was so afraid of getting smacked in the eye with one of those things because I'm like, dude, if one hits you in the eyeball, it's over. Yeah. That like can, you're that just gonna bad. not have that eye anymore, I guess.
0: Yeah, eye protection is uh it's a very recommended thing in for upland hunting in general, but in the grouse woods. And uh and I don't we didn't really talk about that beforehand, so that's kinda like, you know, lesson learned, right? That's why you see a lot of grouse oh, yeah. hunters wearing they got yellow glasses for cloudy days because you want to be out there. You don't want to be wearing sunglasses, but you still want that eye protection. And mm-hmm. that's – we get dogs on point. You're moving through brush, all that stuff. All that oh, stuff I'm going to have a much up. different gear list. How many injuries did here. we have that were Thorn Apple related today? I, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob oh. you had
1: blood in your mustache. Yeah, I, I, took, I, took, <laughs> I, I took one above the mustache uh, in, in my face. It was So it's a funny story. So we, we had just saw – we just – I think pepper had just bumped a grouse and I was like going into this area. Yeah, right on the edge of that yeah, cut, right on the yeah. edge of that cut, Hawthorne thicket, this nasty hellhole. And I'm trying to use the gun and thank God I learned again from Larson, you know, wear some freaking heavy gloves, <laughs> like some thicker gloves. And thank God I had like some mechanic gloves in the truck and started hunting with those today. And it was been, I will never not hunt at least the rough grass oh, without was on like that. Yeah, but I was pushing up. through, and all of a sudden, one of those small hawthorns came up and hit me in the face. <laughs> and, w- and right when it did it, I was like, "That's I'm about to bleed." Like, I'm bleeding right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm "Like I just like, got you know, stabbed." You know, instantly, you get stabbed. You're like, "I'm about to bleed." Like, it's like you know, you're like, you're working with your knife on something, and like you hit your finger, like, oh, "I'm about to bleed," and, like, and it slowly starts coming. Like, damn it! So that's exactly what happened, except. I took a couple more steps further and I'm just waiting for the blood to happen. And I'm like, I went to reach up to see if there's blood and all do, I feel me pushing the thorn deeper into my face <laughs> because it was still there <laughs> with part of the branch. There was a four inch section of br- of the branch in my, like next to my face. And I could see it in my peripheral when I started looking down and the thorn was still inside of me. So then I go to pull it out and there's resistance. <laughs> which is never a good thing. Okay? You're like, oh, this is going to hurt. And I'm like, it's not barbed. So that's another problem. It's like, there's resistance, and it's not barbed. So it's in there in good ways. And I pop it out finally, and then I just felt like, I was like, just a warm feeling come over my face as I started walking, and I'm like licking blood off my upper lip, and that's about
0: it. Well, so. I will give you credit, because I, I didn't know that happened. You weren't screaming. You, know, you weren't screaming, you weren't crying out, and it was like, maybe like a... That goes like maybe 30 minutes later. You were like, did I blood in my mustache? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, was like a little you bit. Wi- I was wiping all of my arms and freaking my hands and everything. My back, of my gloves all covered in it. It looks like dirt.
1: That's not dirt, that's blood. But but no, I mean, it's kind of like we joke about all the time, white Tony but like if you're not bleeding, it's not thick enough. Clearly, that's pretty representative. Yeah, it, is yeah. Very, it, tra- it transfers. It transfers to it so at least well. Well, some of this rough grouse. And sometimes it, you yeah.
2: don't even have to be bleeding. Like, on my walk with Andrew tonight, oh, I'm just walking. I wasn't paying – you know, I was 30, 40 yards away from him, and I just hear this little girl scream. Oh.
3: <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about yours. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I took one right to the manhood. One of the tallest ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it- – it wasn't great. I mean, it hurt. I stood there for a minute, and I was like, I'm just going to gather myself. And then Boone went on point. I just had to push through it, man. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> that is,
0: uh, yeah, that, that's one of those, you you tap it with the boot, and it, oh, it slingshots one way, and it comes right back. Oh, yeah. It comes back <laughs> yeah, with a vengeance, like you said earlier. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm
1: hoping you probably check to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, everything
3: is in place. So we're good. <laughs> that's good. We all came out of there alive, yeah. and uh, yeah, we
0: had some birds down but i want to know we talked a lot about rough grouse and and i got to see some of you guys reactions and we got into some birds and we, we put some birds down but the hype of the rough grouse that that a has been feeding you guys for a couple of years like like what was the hype and then we'll get into like did it live up to that hype
3: yeah, you know? the the hype would be, like, I'm talking about, I'm all excited about going to shoot some quail yeah. in, like, South Alabama, and Nick's like, man, quail ain't nothing. <laughs> it's like, you need to go get on some grouse and talk about the the Northwoods and, like, how the grouse is, like, the king of the game birds or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it for a long time, but I didn't really know what to expect about it. Um, I was just excited for anything. I was, we were talking on the way up here. I was like, dude, Woodcock, I, I literally don't care what it is. If it's a grouse or a woodcock, and after two days of doing this, now I kind of care. Like, <laughs> I, like I really want it to be a grouse, you know. Like the woodcock, uh, like I limited on woodcock today, and you know I was like, heck yeah, you know. When I shot him, when I shot the grouse, I like freak out. You know, <laughs> the, it's excitement, just,
0: the excitement level was peak. Fr- yeah, they're freaking yeah.
3: huge. Yeah. I mean, especially coming from again where we're from, the most of the time the birds I'm shooting are morning doves. Like yeah. that's our bird hunting down there that we've always done. And so you take that versus a grouse, you know, and it's just like this freaking chicken just like blows up out of like nothing in front of you yep. and you're shooting at it through the timber. Like it's just, it's crazy. So, yeah. uh, I don't know, that, that was kind of my, yeah, no, no, the it.
1: hype's been like, <clears throat> you know, I talked to Nick or Adair a whole bunch <clears throat> and we just got back from Montana and like hunted out there, you know, shark tail, sage, grouse, huns, it, it, great time. And he's like, and, again, there's still just, like, all this talk about rough grouse. Like, it's, it's rough grouse or bus. Everything else is just a bonus, okay? It's either rough grouse or bus. And, like, again, he's crazy enough to go try to, you know, hunt, you know, rough grouse in Tennessee, which, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a season for them, but there's not many of them. So, you know, you're, you're pretty much chasing the, the southern unicorn.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, and I never really understood why. Again, after a couple of days, I I totally get it. Yeah. I get, I came into this hunt thinking, like, oh, this is kind of a cool experience. But, again, I was kind of, like, I'm trying to think, like, how does this compare, to, like Montana? Yeah, and it, it's totally different style, honey. Yeah. Completely different dog work, everything. But after like seeing it and like and also like how much failure has to happen or happens before you may have some success. Yeah, that's what makes it freaking legit. Yeah, and like addictive. Like, because again, I came in. I told Angel on the way up. I'm like, okay, this this might be kind of cool. And I was joking, but or not. Well, I wasn't joking, but y'all were joking to me. I'm like, let's go, you know, kill some pheasants like before we get up here. Yeah, And, yeah. and go hunt like kind of a little bit of a southern part of the state. Now I'm like, I don't care about that right now. I'm like that's 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 yeah. a cool, a little ditch parrot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well some of it
3: <laughs> it kind of brings out like the like for me at least, it kinda of brings out like that little kid who's just like bumbling around in the woods getting after stuff yep. in the same way that like a swamp rabbit does in Alabama. Uh where you're just like running around in the thicket, crawling around, you know, ducking under stuff, yep. active all day, and then you you like get that critter. But uh like the grouse is more exciting to me because like i got my dog out there yeah and i'm excited to see what he does and i'm working with him and whatnot yeah but that that's uh that's kind of the draw of it for me so far like it just any kind of hunting like that just immediately gets my attention and i really enjoy it especially being a lifelong deer hunter and a big deer hunter still uh you know there's gonna be a lot of days this year because we're kind of just getting started in Alabama. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of days this year where I'm sitting in a tree for like six hours not doing anything, and so these hunts where I get to go out and like beat the brush and do like a physical hunt. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it's it, there's something to it. Like I need that every year, and it's always been rabbit again for me. But I'm like the step into the upland is just like I don't know the next step forward for me because um, I get to have my dog out there. Yeah. You know, I always rabbit hunt with other people's dogs because I don't want to own 15 beagles or anything like that (laughs) also i'll say this
1: um kind of getting into it like not really knowing what to expect and then after having a little bit of experience as in like you know different situations and killing a couple birds and having a ton fly away to me it's (laughs) like rough grouse hunting in my opinion just coming from a deer hunter is very similar to bow hunting um with like okay just because like there's a deer in range does not mean you're going to shoot it Mm -hmm. because it could be too thick and all this kind of stuff um Or, and there's so many failed opportunities before you actually have success, and I see it similar to rough grouses, and you're again, you're counting flushes. You're not counting how many birds you actually kill, you're counting flushes, because there's times, as we may talk about today, or or during this podcast, you know, you'll have birds maybe flush at five yards from you, that you didn't even know was there, per se, because maybe you came in, the dog just missed that area, and it flushes, and you're like, it was right there in the opening, and within a split second, it is gone. Gone, yeah. And that's the cool thing about the rough grouse, it's like... You're not in this wide open prairie stuff like where we were in Montana, where like you had all day, if it was a sharptail, you had all day to shoot it. Yeah. And now i totally, now there, I totally get that now <laughs> after going from prairie to Northwoods, Wisconsin. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, like what y'all were saying, you had all day to shoot the sharptail. Now here it is like a split second instinct, instinct, instinct execute the shot. Yep. And it's either you hit or you don't. It, it's, there's no in between. And uh, It
0: is very addicting now.
1: Yeah. I totally get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know you, I think we 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 saw a good like sample size of like you keep walking out there, you go out there, you're gonna get some looks, and some looks are gonna be good, others are gonna be like what Jacob's describing, where you put a grouse up five feet from you and you never see it, and mm-hmm. and that's that's just it. You're pushing through that, and eventually it lines up, but that makes the highs even higher when you when you have that failure and that and that struggle there. What like. Did you like? How did you set the table for these guys? Like, what did you? What, what did you? How did you prep them? I mean, they've commented on it a little bit, but yeah,
2: J- Jacob was easier because I, I spent a week with them in Montana, out right? Home, yeah. So you know, it's 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 a different thing. And so while he's all hyped up and jazzed, because I mean, we got into the birds thick out there. Yep. It, it was everything you hoped for on an upland trip. It's it's like I was trying to. Like he said, I was trying to temper his expectations coming into this because we knew we were coming here a few weeks later. Right. And I'm like, look, it rough grouse hunting is different in general, and then not every upland hunting trip, even out west, is what we had in Montana. Right. So it's it's, right. it's it's like you want to keep them excited, you don't want to you don't want to push their enthusiasm down. But it's just like let's temper that expectation a little bit, and uh, and I'm telling Jacob, I'm like, rough grouse. It, it, you know, people either love it or it's not for them yeah. because it's like you have to embrace the challenge almost yep. and and appreciate it for what it really is. And some people, you know, it's just like they get into the upland space and they want to go into the prairie and they want to shoot and shoot and shoot. And it's a blast. It's, it's so much fun. This kind of like what Jacob's saying, it's like there's strategy to it you know you're playing against the bird you add the dog into it that's a whole other element yep. and and that's kind of how I was explaining it to Jacob and that got him all fired up that and he's just like okay you know I I can see that Andrew wasn't hard to get fired up over rough grouse it was just getting an opportunity to get him on rough grouse the yeah. second that he found out that there was a fan on a rough grouse kind of like a turkey <laughs> he was on board for it he was like, like oh yeah, there's a right. fan I'm on board let's go <laughs>
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, They—that's like seeing pictures. I'm like, oh, they're like little turkeys, man, because yep. everyone fans them out. Yep. And like, as a turkey hunter, that was like hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> we have like this little bitty bird, and they're like fanning <laughs> it out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was I was excited to come up here. and. And get my fan, dude. Yeah. and I have like five of them now So, <laughs> then I'm taking home. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, yeah. You've
0: you've had you've had quite a run for for your first rough grouse hunt occurring on Saturday,
3: and now it's Monday today. But dude, I I, I like I didn't really know what to expect. Like yeah. uh, Adair tempered my expectations for sure because he's like, "Hey man, we might get up here, and you know, it's like feast or famine. Yeah, you know, whatever. Like you know, don't expect." to like limit every day or anything like that, which I haven't, but you know, day one, we got up here and I didn't realize that this is literally 19 hours from my house because (laughs) I like in my, in my head, I went, I live in Birmingham and, uh, I went to Madison, Wisconsin to get Boone, uh, a year ago. Madison's like 11 ish, 12 hours from, uh, from Birmingham, Alabama. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go to Wisconsin. It's like 12 hours. Yeah and it's like no we're like way a little bit further yeah yeah, way (laughs) north wisconsin and it's 19 and i figured that out like uh seven days before we left i was like all right let's uh let's figure this out like (laughs) let's uh, make some plans for this um so yeah long drive up here but uh definitely worth it we we got up to like somewhere in middle wisconsin and we weren't going to make it up in time to hunt with you guys that morning yeah but we were like Let's just go somewhere. And so I, I picked his brain, uh, Adair's brain, and I, I was texting him all week. And I was like, "Hey, what about this spot? Hey, what about this spot?" And I like I was bothering him. He's like, "Just call me." I'm like, "I don't have time to call you right now. Just tell me is, if does this look good." And uh, finally, there was a place that I'm like, "Okay, this looks like it makes sense. It's a cut." Yep. Uh, On X says it's like aspen in there. Okay. Uh, Google Earth going back through. I'm like, "Okay, it was cut in like 2013 or something." Um, I'm assuming the growth rate up here is going to be slower than it is in Alabama, so like maybe it'll be good, and uh, that's where we ended up going. And that first day, he took Pepper, I took Boone, and we split up. And I just worked around this cover, and uh, like uh, just by sheer luck, found me a grouse and actually killed a grouse that morning all by myself, me and Boone. And Boone actually pointed it; it was a flash point, but it was a point. Yeah. And uh, that that started my trip. And when that happened, I was like. This is a success, I, <laughs> dude. I freaked out. I got a video on my phone that I I don't know if I want to show anybody. Like me getting the grouse from Boone, I freaked out. What what kind of what did the cover look like in front of you where those birds got up? So uh, it was there was like a mix. There was two or three fresh cuts in there, yep. and then uh, kind of in the middle of these fresh cuts, there was uh, I guess it was an aspen stand. Yep. But looking back on, it, I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm it was pretty grassy under there yep. and it doesn't look like where we got into like a bunch of grouse later on it's Up like here. very grassy yeah. we worked the edge there was a mature timber um that met that and so i'm i kind of pushed through the middle of it because i have to go right through it to get to that edge and i'm like well we we're talking about edges being good yep so i pushed through there and uh that mature timber kind of met those aspens and i mean it looked good but it was like really grassy still, and I didn't know you had nothing to compare it. to. I had nothing to compare it to, yeah. so I'm like, okay, yeah. all this looks good. So we're kind of working through there, and then we got to a place where those, that aspen stand got a lot more dense, mm. and there was like logs and stuff all over the ground. I yep. was like, okay, this looks like it, because I know about like drumming logs and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, this looks like more like grousy, and uh, I could see on the map where the there was two different cuts, like on onyx that have like the the cuts you know where it's like yeah Wisconsin, and they've got grouse areas labeled which are young aspen cuts exactly yep. and i saw where there was two different ones that met and i'm like well i'm going to work the edge where those two different cuts meet yep. and i got there and one of those cuts was like just cut it was fresh okay you know logs on the ground nothing there and so you had the mature timber and the fresh cut and then those really thick aspens all met with each other. Yep. So you and got you got three different age classes. Yeah, right there. exactly. It was yeah. like X marks the spot. And as soon as we got which I was working to that spot and as soon as we got there, I flushed a grouse and I heard it. I didn't see it. And then I was like, Well, I'm just gonna bring Boone over there and hopefully he'll get a nose full of where it was. Yep. And he ran out and pointed and I took three more steps and another one got up and I shot it. And that was my first grouse ever. And you didn't know you hit that bird, right? And I didn't know I hit the bird. I was just shooting to get him fired up. Yeah. he loves gunfire. You know, yeah. like he he gets fired up when he hears gunshots. Yep. And uh, so I was like, you know, I was like, oh, hunt him up, whatever. Search. I didn't say fetch or anything like that because uh, I didn't think that I hit the thing. And then, you know, a minute later, I hear uh, like wing beats, and I hear Boone jump on something, and I was like, no way! And I run <laughs> over there, and he's got the grouse, and yeah, I freaked out a little bit, dude. <laughs> first rough grouse hunt first bird dog
0: you've never done this before you used some information from a dare and you kind of knew what you were looking for but again nothing to compare it to so no confidence went in flushed the grouse killed the
3: grouse man i mean congr- yeah congrats dude <laughs> Thank like, you. it like, felt good that's awesome and I, and I was talking to my breeder uh the, the guy who i got boon from and i told him i was like hey we're gonna be around so and so we're gonna hit this on the way up just so we can you know make the most of saturday morning yep and he was like it's not really a grouse area, but good luck. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. And so, just the fact that we found a grouse there, I was like, yeah, yeah. And like I said, from that point, I was like, if I don't see another grouse this trip, like I'm going to be <laughs> very happy with how that turned out. You're set, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So that was a that was a good way to kick it off. But it got even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah where, yeah. where you guys
0: were, that's that's not a place that that many people would go as like a destination grouse hunt. But again, you were. You were there based on travel and logistics, and yeah, we, you you called us up. Nick and I were just finishing up our hunt, and we heard you got into birds. we were like, heck yeah! I mean, that's yeah. that's it right there. So you got a taste for it, Jacob. You didn't see any birds that morning.
1: No, it, it went from uh, which uh, well, it, it went from like oh, we're grouse hunting to now. I'm scouting for whitetails because I found some <laughs> most impressive deer sign I've ever seen. So, anyways, uh, I got very distracted on, on that trip. Even though we're trying to find birds, but yeah, um, the cover. Again, coming up, and like the thing is, like you watch YouTube videos on like grouse hunting, and it's like so many videos, they look so different. It's hard to get like an idea, like landscape wise. Yeah. Like you're just seeing like a, so maybe some GoPro footage of like this one spot. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but like what else is around there? Like, why would there be a grouse in this mm-hmm. one spot that they're flushing at? And you get out in this stuff, and you're like, okay, this all looks thick, but like what's like what's the right kind of thickness what, and the edges and I'm like, okay, I knew about edges and stuff. And, and also it didn't help that there we went, we went to, I didn't save it on offline maps. I had no cell signal. Oh yeah. So, uh, I pretty much just had the track on and, uh, was like, we're just going to do a, a loop until we get back to the truck and just kind of walk the edges of some of these cuts. Um, and looking back at it, some of the stuff I walked wasn't terrible. I mean, it was kind of like a kind of regenerated oaks and everything. And it had like some undercover or understory. It wasn't, Grass, it was high stem density. Yep. But uh, also, Pepper just wasn't ranging a whole bunch. She was maybe going 35 yards, maybe. Yeah. uh,
0: Majority of it. Uh, But just did it. She'd been in some thick cover woodcock hunting, but she had never been in rough grow this kind of cover she
1: did we so we took her on a uh wood uh, i would say it was a woodcock hunt. it was a woodcock hunt last year with with a dare in alabama but she was probably like four months old she was was half a year (laughs) old yeah she 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 was a little you know like 20 pound puppy and she did
2: it was an exposure walk ultimately yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: anyway (laughs) but uh so this is like kind of her first time getting back up there and again we go from like being in the prairie like three two weeks ago three weeks ago Oh, wide open spaces! Yep. Like literally, you don't even like you didn't even need a GPS car because you can see the dog yeah. pretty much at all times, <laughs> even if it's a half a mile away from me. Um, to then go into stuff that's like super dense cover. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just it wasn't productive for me per se. Uh, but again, I found some. I would come back up here for a deer hunt too. I'm not gonna lie, I did a little deer, little deer, deer yeah. you know, yeah. r- rough grass. What combo. I found today,
3: I, I might. Like, it was some good looking stuff. Like, it, it, it tempted me, but, for a deer hunt. For
1: but when we get back, the interesting. So I heard gunshots. And I'm like, no freaking way, because it was right where Andrew went. Because like, I did this huge circle. It was like a two mile circle. <laughs> day, are you talking trip. about day one? Yeah, day one. Yeah, and yeah. I, I heard a couple gunshots. So I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> freaking. We do. We get back. I, I get. We get back to me and Pepper get back to the truck, and right when we're getting back to the truck, Andrew's like coming back down the trail. And he's coming up, and he's kind of he's like he's like he's like not. I got I, some pep in my step. Yeah. He's kind of
3: he's kind of got a little pep in his step, but he really didn't. I was like, I felt like I, play I, cool. I, I'm cool. I'm seeing from like eight, he's like 80 yards <laughs> he's away. He's the Upland
2: like, Lurch man. I, I, he, he can't show emotion. I, he's the, he's this the lurch.
3: ties in, dude. If people listen to our Georgia breakdown, where I shot a buck in Georgia, and I texted everyone, and they gave me crap because in the group message I said shot a buck. Uh, no it, exclamation like, point. or anything. And everyone's like, do you even like get excited? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry.
1: But, but so like he's walking up and I'm like, I can't, I'm trying to read his body language. I'm like, you shot. So I'm like, I didn't want to ask him to get a little closer. And he's just like messing with Boone. And they come up. And I'm like, uh, I asked something like, you know, what well, did you shoot something or what? And like, he, then he just starts smiling. And he's like, <laughs> and he pulls it out. I'm like, holy crap! Dude. Oh yeah, he he, the he's like, did you shoot? And I said, the flash, uh, uh,
3: I said, blank. Yes, I did. <laughs> 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 oh
1: man, but yeah, no, that was that was a super cool experience. And again, like we come to realize, it wasn't even an area that like most people even would think about for going for grouse right, hunting. Right. Um, so that was that was pretty interesting, but again that, that whole transition like that kind of got me fired up to like the point like okay andrew's had some success cool yep. and like it really like this trip i felt like it was a big part especially for like andrew coming up because boone hasn't been on wild birds
3: like really other than like yeah the, he, he was on like two woodcock last year that lucy pointed you know and we walked him into the woodcock uh but that other than that it's been nothing but pen raised training birds yeah and it's
1: like I was this thing with the mindset like, we need to try to hunt Boone as much as possible, get up here, and like, that was an awesome experience. I'm like, you killed one. He totally kind of understood a little bit what was kind of going on, got to retrieve the whole nine yards. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, that, I feel like that was an awesome, like, day one travel up here to kind of play into, you know, potentially what would happen over the next few days. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we went on a walk that evening with Rose, and she's, yes, awesome. <laughs> she's so <laughs> awesome, man. She was so fun to hunt behind, and, uh, flew a bunch of birds that and when we got up here and did that uh we saw what two grouse and five woodcock Yep, on yep. just a quick walk yeah, i was, was like about oh an yeah our walk Yep, i was like oh yeah we're in the honey hole man like it i could immediately tell it was like better up here yeah and then y'all did a walk earlier and tell me what you saw i was like okay so it, like it sounds like there's a decent number of birds up here yeah you know like a lot of bird because i know y'all have off years yeah with, with your birds and everything but that i got really excited first night i was like okay let's see what's what's going on tomorrow (laughs) i was pumped yeah 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 generally speaking this this
0: is i mean it's october 24th today so i've I've had plenty of time in the woods and we've been out for a few days and yeah it's it's a good good bird year for sure like we've we've had tougher tougher hunts than what we've experienced over the past few days it was nice like this like we kind of we pretty much hunted spots that i knew i knew where where we were getting into but we've found grouse and woodcock everywhere we went which again for you guys being new to it having young dogs it's been really really positive in that regard. Jacob let's i want to let's just we'll fast forward to kind of this morning cuz i want to hear the story of like yesterday we killed a grouse where you and i shot it exactly the same time and the bird came down mm-hmm. and pepper made a an awesome the bird dropped out of the sky like a stone, so I'm thinking it's down. And lo and behold, we go over there, and it's not there. And Pepper, who's got a nose, Pepper the GSP, yeah. Dare told me this before I went out hunting with, with Pepper. And I hunted with her for two hours yesterday and saw some things out of this young dog that, like, she definitely has a nose for game. And the, the times that she got birdie, and we, we killed two grouse yesterday or I should say, knocked two grouse out of the sky yesterday that she had to track. They were running, and it was surprising because the way both of these birds fell out of the sky, they were running. Anyways, we shot at the same time, so I I called it your first grouse at the time, which it very well may have been, but the way that... Things played out this morning. I was really happy that that happened because you got a grouse all on your own. Let's hear that story.
1: Yeah, so that was God. God this morning was pretty awesome because <laughs> running Rachel and we did a uh, you you kind of were preparing us for this hunt. You're like, you know, we're gonna do like a, a back country like bat pack kind of like we're a big we're, hike. we're gonna yeah. do a, we're gonna do a big hike. I'm like, cool. We'll load some water. Adventure and everything. hunt, <laughs> yeah, adventure hunt. Load up, and go in. And after coming through some woodcock, we we get to this one spot. Rachel like goes into this
0: aspen cut. Um, it's pretty young it's like maybe four or five years old Mm -hmm. it's just it's just getting to the point of what i would say prime but actually the regeneration in there is pretty spotty there's some spots where it's real grassy Mm -hmm. and then there's some spots where the stem density is higher and the ground is a little bit cleaner spot where you might find a bird and but i told you guys as we stepped in there this isn't quite right we didn't come here to hunt this spot but every time i go through here i usually move a grouse or two and so we were we were ready for that. And then by that point, we had been into a bunch of woodcock, and we did wild flush. Well, actually, Rachel pointed a grouse right away that I was moving in on, flushed behind some conifers, didn't get a shot. We wild flushed one other grouse. We had seen two already. And then we were standing around doing something, and all of a sudden, Rachel's 40 yards on point on the side of the trail.
1: Yeah, on the side of the trail. And it's like right underneath a couple of big conifers that were right there. Yep. Um, and. You know, as we're going in, like, I was kind of taking the left side and, and started walking in it and going in there. I was kind of going on the bird. I'm, like, looking at her. And I see her, and I'm, like, looking at her conifer because I'm, like, maybe it is a grass. I don't know, maybe it's a little grass, but, like, she's pointing, like, towards the conifers. And I just happened to scan between the two conifers, and there's a stump sitting there on the ground. And all I see is this freaking grouse sitting there. I mean, it's, like, heads up in the air. Yep. He's, like, stretched out. And he's, like, turned looking back at Rachel. And I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> and like, when I see it, it's like 15 yards maybe from me. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. It, it, you know, not, there was a debacle a couple of days ago, whatever, with a bird I, I shot and we thought the dog could get it. And come to find out, uh, grouse are super tough. Uh, at least some of the ones we got onto. to. Uh, but, anyways, I saw, saw the bird. And I'm like, it's sitting right here. You're like, there's think, a grouse. Yeah. Bro, I'm like, I, I, I see you. the grouse. It's right here, guys. And you're like, <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. And, anyways, I'm not going to lie. The rabbit hunter in me was like, you
2: know. <laughs> he the, looks back at me like Elmer Fudd. He's got the <laughs> shotgun mounted. And he's looking back at me. And he doesn't even have to ask. His yeah. eyes are asking, like, can I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It went through my head because, listen, it went through my head. It absolutely, did. I'm not even gonna lie. Because the morning before, he had a bad experience where, he, yeah, yeah anyway, w- went on a wounded bird. Anyways, yeah, anyways, but I'm like, there's no way because I'm I'll catch hell forever. I, li- <laughs> I, mean, I
2: literally, I was like, go kick the bird up. Yeah, like <laughs> so, so. Anyways,
1: kept walking. Get, that was also like there was no communication back and forth. It was all like you know subconscious kind of figured Said out. Said it with their eyes. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, went in and got the the bird. Finally comes up and it's facing. It's it's pointed to the left. I'm coming out. I'm off Rachel's left side, probably yep. ten yards off to the side of her. It's looking to. Its body's facing left, but its head's over its left shoulder, left wing, looking at Rachel. And I'm like, well, it's gonna go out to the left. I got a nice opening here. Like yep. it looks, it looks good. Step four, The bird gets up. First shot, c- of course, a, you know, whiff. Second shot, hit it. And when I hit it, and it folded to go down, I was like, threw the gun up in the air. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's been complete. It's they, like, they
2: did the yeah. rocky celebration yeah. arms in the air just oh, like yeah. oh yeah <laughs>
1: yeah oh dude i was so excited oh man i was so excited because i'll be also also I, it was going through my mind but i had to, like push that that mindset out and, like Do not miss this bird. I'm literally looking at it. Okay, it currently is standing there like a turkey, and now I'm about to shoot it when it's flying. Do not miss this bird in front of everybody with a camera on and mic'd up. I'm like, don't miss. Anyways, and I I didn't miss it, or we got it. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. Yeah, that was that that was super cool. And again, yeah, we were we all three of us were kind of we were flanking Rachel, and again, you wound up on the right side of the bird, but that's you got a dog on point. Like you just do not know where that bird's gonna be, and so. Sometimes that can be an advantage because we could kind of cover more ground. But you spotted that bird and you were watching, again, taking note of where the angle. Because some people will say, we talked about this, like they see the bird on the ground. It's kind of like they're going to miss that bird, which I get that to a certain extent. But if you can see the bird, you, you're you going to have – you got more visual on that. And that bird hopped up into an opening for you and made a good shot on it. Yeah, That's and cool. that,
1: that was one thing, I, again, we kind of learned, I think, from this trip. Um, is like the flanking aspect, and also don't stop at the dog. Yep. Keep going forward. Yep. because that was something like I kept doing. Even like today, like it's, I'm still dude. I, I subconsciously also I have a habit. I noticed this today when Pepper went on point. The second the dog was on point, I freeze. Like <laughs> I like instantly like freeze. Like oh you God, go they're on point. point and, too. Then, and it's like it's like a pause, and then go. And uh anyway, I thought it was funny today while we were walking after that happened with Pepper. That point. That anyway, it's not the jump head. We anyway, shot a woodcock over um yeah i did i froze i was like oh crap we gotta shoot we can't get in there
0: actually so so we had we had just moved to grouse we weren't moving a lot of birds and we had just moved to grouse in a it's a nice little stretch of there's a bunch of dogwood and hawthorn in there and i was telling jacob i'm like i always want to flush a grouse here and i never have it and pepper was Mm -hmm. birdie Mm -hmm. we were coming up on this stretch she got birdie she's she's running around the nose is going and i've seen this now two days in a row and I know what what cover lies ahead around this corner. So I'm like, I'm ready for this. And Pepper, she was she was you know, she's figuring it out. She's running around, she's checking she's she's I shouldn't say running, she was moving slowly, sniffing, kind of moving around, and Jacob Jacob's really in tune with it, so he's like, he's getting ready and we're both watching the side of this this thicket and she I think she just kinda of kept working and I was sort of creeping up and we ended up hearing this bird take off. The bird was not playing the game. It had it had run ahead like twenty or thirty yards. We both heard it flush, knew exactly where it flushed from, but never saw it. Mm-hmm. So that had just happened, and then we're come down this hill, and there's this nice little intersection on the, on the trail, and there's a there's a little cut around. There's like a island of trees that's maybe fifteen yards across. I'm like Jacob, you go down here. I'm just gonna spin around this little island just in case I might foot flush a grouse. I mean that's that's where my head was at because mm-hmm. we, we didn't have a lot of shooting. And I walk down there, and, I, and I, turn, <laughs> I turn around the corner, and I see Pepper locked up on point looking right at me. And I'm like, oh, she's on point. And I'm like, Jacob, she's on point. And as soon as I said that, I, I heard Jacob on he was whistling, but you were trying to get my attention, yeah, and, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you, had, you had froze, and he's not good at whistling. Totally froze, totally froze. <laughs> you were trying to get my attention. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, she's on point, Jacob's like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I took two steps towards Pepper, and a woodcock got up, flushed straight away, and I dropped it, and that was, well, that wasn't, you You guys killed birds over her in North Dakota, mm, or, yeah. I mean, Montana, but but that was the first woodcock she had pointed. Yeah, first
1: woodcock yeah. in the timber, which, again, I, I was kind of, I brought this up to you while we were out there, you know, when we were in Montana, all the birds, other than that sage grouse, which again is a big bird, but all the birds that we were on that, again, she was pointing was like cubby. They were all sharp tails in like multiple pairs. Yeah. The, 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 I don't think there was, there might have been a single, I don't know. Most of them, they were grouped together. So I'm just thinking like the amount of scent being out there. And also, it took her three days to finally understand what was going on yeah. after kind of following with Rachel. And like, it wasn't like day one we put her out there, she was pointing. Yeah. Uh, it, it took her a few days and a, and a lot of kind of repetition before finally she's like clicking with it. And it felt like on this hunt that you're talking about here, it, it took two and a half miles, three miles for us to come around before she finally was like, oh, okay. I kind of figured out what's going on after we're bumping birds. And, like, again, uh, we we personally, I, I know I personally foot flushed a, a, a handful of woodcock. Yeah. That might, I, I feel like she should have smelled them. Like, she was in the area. The wind should have been There decent.
0: was one she went by right close to the bird, but it, you never know. You, yeah. just, you just never know in that situation, but it was like, we looked at that bird as, man, that would have been a nice one for Pepper to point.
1: But yeah. after all that, so after all this, like, debacle of, like, just, I felt like there's something off. Like, something's off. Like, she's not clicking. Like, she's not keying in on the scent the, of, the, of, the of the woodcock, specifically because there's a bunch of woodcock in this area. Yeah. Finally, that last stretch when we were coming back out, that's when she was, like, more on. Like, she was, like, nose working again, more so, like, kind of, you know, trying to search. But just, you, you could really see that, like, something had switched in, like, her birdiness, and she was on it. Which was kind of funny because after that kind of little push, we got to one spot. and You were kind of showing me some some uh, thorn apples or, or, or hawthorns, yeah. Uh, and we we're sitting there talking because there was a bunch in this area, yes. And, and it which is kind of cool because where we hunted previously, the trees were there, but the fruit, like the apple itself, wasn't on the tree. Yep. And we were finding a bunch we of. them We saw out a there. lot of apples, yeah. It's like we're sitting there talking. And I'm again, I'm interested in seeing this footage here, and we're interested. Like you're like, man, that's you know, look at look at look at the apples on that tree, and. Not a split second later, this freaking grouse comes up. Ro- it, it was literally sitting in one of the trees it next was, to us, yeah. like in this opening, maybe five yards away from us, yeah. fifteen feet, maybe. It Ten- was it was very close, close. Yeah. and it just it yeah. just gets up. And I'm like. No. Like, no way. And, like, I couldn't even swing the gun. Like there I was, was like, shocked. There wrong. was
0: a split second opportunity on that bird, but I had to have been ready. But as I, as I jokingly said at the tailgate, it was the ni- 99 times I pointed, wow, look at all those hawthorns. <laughs> it, look at all those apples. And we didn't see any grouse. And then this time, that, sure enough, there was, a, there was a bird in that tree. <laughs> but there's, I've hunted that cover. I told the dare this on the way home. I've hunted that cover for a few years, and it's loaded up with dogwood and hawthorn, but. It's primarily, it's a big block of woods that is all mature. There's really good shrub understory. It feels to me like I should flush more grouse in there, but I rarely do. It's usually good for about five grouse, five grouse flushes in a, in a two hour walk or so, which is not really that good compared, compared to some other areas, but I keep going back in there. I keep going back in there because I want, I want there to be more birds. And I was thinking this year with the bird numbers being kind of up, maybe we would find a bunch more. We worked a lot of good cover, cover with Pepper. And just, I mean, we weren't we weren't popping up a lot of birds, so take that for what it's worth. But we got into a few. And, you know, again, it was cool because Pepper, she made steps. And, Adair, have you ever heard that woodcock can be – can take a – sometimes dogs don't take the pointy woodcock right away?
2: I've heard – yeah, some people claim that you know, same thing as you know, dogs don't like to retrieve woodcock, yeah. and you know, it's like, what is it about woodcock that, that you would would cause that? Yeah. Right? You know, I've seen dogs that you know, they, it's maybe not their favorite bird to retrieve. Like, I mean, even my dogs, they do the drive by. You know, they'll they, they'll go get it and then come by and then just Bleh! get it out. And, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, they do it. But I don't know. I I think. Uh, woodcock, you know, if they're not active, if they're in the r- right place with the thermals in their favor, you know, the wind can be kicking in your favor, but if the thermals are are going against the grain. Yeah. You know, it, who's to say why a dog doesn't smell a bird or why they even right. smell a bird. You know, it's like there's so many elements yeah. in, in that question that like I'm not going to sit here and say that a woodcock's harder to smell because I've seen puppies n- just nail woodcock points and you know it. just i think that it just depends on what that wind is shooting over around or whatever and then what the thermals are playing in my opinion yeah yeah
0: i think i think you know people bring up woodcock a lot with young dogs because they're a they're a relatively easier bird for the dogs to figure out but i think sometimes there's a like do they start pointing them right away like do they start kind of treating them like a game bird bird as early as they would a grouse or something and i i don't know i I would never say that i've i've seen that out of either of my dogs but i think once they get it and they realize you know you shoot the gun a little bit Mm -hmm. i think then 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 woodcock can become a become a target in that in that regard but
1: you know i was gonna say i think on all the
0: walks i'm trying to think did we come across any other woodcock with her on previous walks so yesterday yesterday when we ran her I'm I'm sure we we probably, we started flushing woodcock under those pines, but, but she, we walked a lot of ground without flushing any, and she wasn't really involved. Yeah, so, she wasn't involved in that so spot. So bird contacts were, the, the walks that we had pepper on, the bird contacts weren't a ton. But what I will say, and we commented on the nose earlier, like yesterday we walked, we flushed, I think, eight grouse in a couple hours, and the amount of times that pepper was birdy, and worked in, followed that nose into a grouse getting up. It was impressive. It really, it really was impressive. Like she's got a nose for game, and if if that pointing instinct develops as it should, like she's she could be a bird finder for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It's exciting. It's like anything. I, I feel like again, I almost feel like it's worth trying. to, come out like maybe a different part of the state just like get more like this pepper just go out there we don't want to take a shot let's just go out there and freaking like i just need to get a bunch more context because i think especially like when our season comes in for woodcock down in alabama which come december january when season's in and there are a lot of them are down there i mean it's 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 cool especially when i'm deer hunting how many i'll see or hear like from Mm -hmm. the stand Mm -hmm. hunting in and around that kind of cover type and uh, i'm super excited to get her on a bunch of woodcock just for more and more contacts to the point she gets it but again, like the rough grouse, yeah, that's 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 my thing. Like maybe maybe after this podcast, maybe tomorrow uh, it uh, happens and we kill one over her on point, dude. I swear I'll be so happy. I'll like crank the trick, let's go. If we can head back to the alley. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting. But again, seeing her progress again, yeah. like even on that first walk, again early on, I was kind of getting not really upset with her, but I was kind of confused. Like she would ran by literally one grouse, ran right by it, crosswind. She should have smelled it five to six feet off the side of the trail right and like she ran by we didn't even know the bird was there and we Yumi kept walking up and it flushed right there i'm like how the heck did she miss that bird yeah and i'm like i was like what what's going on and it, you know after like all this stuff and finally circling around again a couple miles later and then it started kind of clicking a little bit more on that on that walk specifically i'm like you know I was, this is gonna take just more and more time in yeah. that cover type in that kind of you know environment in order to kind of you know get her to kind of feel a bit more confident with it but
0: yeah Gearing up for your next hunt? Check out Ugly Dog Hunting Company for all your dog supply needs. Ugly Dog Hunting carries a full line of products for your bird dog and even some for you. Whether you're looking for dog collars, GPS tracking devices, kennels, beds, leads, training equipment, or first aid supplies, Ugly Dog Hunting carries it and a whole lot more. New owner of the company and friend of the Bird Shop Podcast, Mike Naduski, loves to remind me that while I do hunt with pretty dogs, every dog can be an ugly dog. Check out the entire selection of gear for you and your bird dog at uglydoghunting.com. For many Upland hunters, along with their passion for dogs, birds, and the places we chase them, comes a passion for shotguns. Upland Gun Company specializes in customizing shotguns for the Upland bird hunter imported from Italy and shipped direct to an FFL near you. Select from one of their side-by-side or over-under shotgun platforms and customize the fit, function, and aesthetics to your liking. Design and build your next Upland hunting shotgun with Upland Gun Company today. Visit UplandGunCompany.com.
2: Well, we're talking about dog development. Boone tonight, dude. the The walk that Boone had tonight was, <laughs> I, I came out and I told Larson like that. That was one of the walk. Like I didn't shoot any grouse. I shot a couple woodcock for him, but I mm. <clears throat> I didn't have any shot windows on any of the grouse that we flew tonight. But we started with one dog, and then two hours later, came out of the woods with a completely different dog.
3: Man, like not to jump ahead, but. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's my favorite moment of the trip because I, sh- I ended up shooting point and grouse over Boone. But, dude, like, top-tier moment was when it, when Boone comes back. He's had range issues. When Boone comes back, Adair, you were telling me today on this walk, if he comes back to me and he's hanging out around us, get him at heel, like my send-off. is. I heal him, and then I woe him, and I walk like five yards, yep. and I say, let's hunt. And he goes. And so every time he comes back, I just do that again. And so I, I did it like 30 times early in this hunt because he kept coming back because he's got range issues. Yep. Well, towards the end of the hunt, he was hunting really, really well. And I hadn't had to do it in, in, in an hour or so.
2: An hour 15. I mean, it was a while. It that, was a long time. He was it hunting took on a while his just start, to get he there. started hunting. He had yeah. stuck
3: some points by this point. Um, again, jumping ahead, he'd, he'd stuck several points, shot a grouse over him, he shot two woodcock. And this is. Towards the end of Legal Light, we're kind of wrapping up, yeah. and he comes over and, and I line him up and I wo him and I walk up the trail like five yards and turn around and he's looking at me and I'm getting ready to say ready hunt and like the wind kind of picks up from the side and he goes from looking at me and he just like slowly turns and looks to his right into the woods <laughs> and then I'm like you ready and then he kind of side eyes me and then I'm like hunt and he runs into the side of the woods over there. And then I think he did like a flash point and there was a grouse right there. Yeah. And that was like, like you were saying, it was a
2: roosted bird. It was up in the tree. Mm -hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So he smelled it on the trail and then he goes in there and, and he's working really methodical and really well. And, and he, he flashes a point to, to the extent that both of us pop like, okay, here it comes. And I, you know, I go get on the other side of him, (laughs) and then he continues on. I'm like, well maybe not. and then, when he gets about ten yards on the other side of that conifer tree, it flushes out the side, and and uh, Andrew got a couple good looks at it. You know, mm-hmm. threw a couple, couple what fours at it, and you know just <laughs> didn't just didn't connect. But uh, you know, it, it it was just really neat because we got to see him methodically. And I mean, one the one grouse that he shot, I believe it was the one that you actually shot that he yeah. pointed. He worked that track for a long way. And, yep. I mean, you're talking about a dog that, I mean, you you want to, you know, sorry, but, like, people mm. talk about bootlickers.
3: He's a bootlicker, man. <laughs> <He's> a <laughs> he, he, he was a
2: bootlicker. And, I mean, it was it was just getting him out of this is not an option. You're not staying by my side. Mm. And I told you, I was like, you're going to do this a, a lot, but yeah. you have to be consistent yep. with it. Do it the same mm-hmm. exact way. Oh, yeah. Don't let them just – hang around your feet if he comes back in splash him water in his face and send him the all, the only reason he should be coming back to you is for yeah. water yeah and and you did that and I, and you saw it throughout that hunt that first you know 30 times that first you know half hour yeah uh, you saw he was he was coming in and then he would break off and go on his own. It was like
3: he didn't it have was to just, say anything. It was
2: a habit. And then he would get there and mentally be like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. And he would go on. Yeah.
3: Cause at first he would drink some water. And it's like, no, if you come back, you're getting water. Son. <laughs> and it's like he would come back. And at first he'd be like, okay, some water. And then there'd be other times where he turns his face away. And I like bring the thing around and I just squirt him right up the nose. I'm like, if you're coming back, you're getting water. And so I don't know. Maybe that was part of it. Waterboarding him. Waterboarding him. You could tell. like aggravated him because i'd be like you want some water and he'd like turn away like being all sassy about it (laughs) well and i mean a lot of people
2: would probably turn their nose up at at that process because it was it took a lot of reps and you know
3: it it. and it takes patience and you and it's aggravating man it is aggravating how many people are gonna do do something 30 times well it's like and and this has been like an ongoing issue And I've been freaking worried about it all summer because last year, like, late in the season, we had this issue where he just, like, would not leave me. It's like he was basically walking at heel Well, it's, like, he was just there to, like, fetch whatever I end up shooting because he'll fetch good. Uh, And so, like, all summer was worried about it. We got here. The first hunt ranged great. I was like, heck, yeah. Second hunt, right back to bootlicker boon, man. Like, right (laughs) next to us and uh and then this third hunt we've had had him on he do you think improved the do you think the
0: hunt yesterday where he was by you was that because i know where you were some of that stuff is pretty grassy do you think it was just like do you think it was cover maybe that was keeping him out of like he didn't want to go run through that grass or
3: yeah the the things stick out i guess the grass on the sides of the trails was pretty thick yeah he didn't like want to punch he would try to go into it yeah. but he wouldn't punch all the way through it yeah. Uh, but even when we walked into the cover, because we got off the trail got a good into some bit, other stuff. Yeah. and he still—I mean—he would bounce between me and Jacob, so he was like never very far from either one of us. Like yeah. if he's thirty yards from me, he's eight yards from Jacob or something like that. Yeah. And then it took—you know—we saw two grouse running through the aspens, and I just freaking bum rushed them with because <laughs> Boone is at heel. You know, he's walking right with me, and so I see these grouse, and I just charge them like a freaking mountain lion or something. Like, I run, (laughs) and through crashing through, and then, you know, they flush, and he sees them, and we just fire off a bunch of rounds, because that fires them up, and I'm like, okay, and then he starts ranging a little bit. Comes right back. Didn't do any send-off or anything. That was before, and then two more grouse, same thing, and then freaking seven grouse, or whatever it was, all together. You know, he actually kind of pointed those, but... Uh, the, the, the hunt yesterday, uh, he, he was ranging really, really bad until we got to, um, like that midday period where the wind picked up and when the wind picked up, then he, he ended up, he was staying right next to us. He winded to Woodcock from a a good ways off. We were up the hill from him. The, there was a little draw and Mm -hmm. we were kind of cutting the head of that draw and the wind was cutting up that thing. And he smelled them, worked all the way down in there, pointed them. I flushed them, shot and killed one of them. And uh, he got the retrieve. And then the wind was really swirling on that edge right there. And then it was like, within 10 minutes of that happening, it was like, bam, grouse, woodcock, two grouse. Mm -hmm. Like, like all in a row. And then he opened up and he's like, all right, see y'all. And he was hunting. Mm -hmm. And he hunted like that for, you know, probably... 30 minutes or so and then it kind of he kind of came back in and then we hit that next little island of trees in the yeah. aspens hit yeah. that edge and then bam two more woodcock two more grouse and like another woodcock after that and then he opened up again that's what i was telling you Adair, earlier today he didn't uh he didn't hunt for a, a very long period of time without breaking but it, there was chunks in there where he's like okay 15 20 minutes doing great now he's back and uh today I think that same thing didn't happen because of the little send off ritual thing. Yeah. And the grouse I'm talking about where uh he was on the trail and I I wowed him and he like looked over, you know, when that wind hit his nose and he was just like, Oh my gosh, there's something like right there, dude. And me being able to say hunt and then within two minutes he's got a grouse flush and a bunch of gunshots. Uh, I feel like that was a plus, like that was a really, really, really good exposure because yeah. he got that hunt command and then got a bird immediately. Yeah, uh, so now that maybe that command carries a little bit more weight. Like, oh, when he says go hunt. Like, there's one of these big old forest chickens running around that <laughs> I need to go find. Connecting the dots there. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm so happy with this walk tonight. Like, I'm so happy with it. I love it. Anyways. And it,
2: it was, you could tell you were getting frustrated at, at the start, but oh. you stuck with it. I and was like, then, let's hunt, Boone. Come on. And, and so, it's like, you're not making it allowed that he's at your feet, mm-hmm. and then the wild birds are drawing him out. Right, and, and it's just like just that recipe It's and it, I told you it's not fixed. The next time you go yeah. out, it's gonna it's gonna be right there. Yeah. But then you know that it took you thirty times tonight. Maybe the next time it takes you twenty five. Yeah. Then twenty. Then it, it's all about just remaining consistent on this. And yeah, what's absolutely. your goals with the dog?
3: Yep, definitely. So, and I feel like I have a system for it now. You know, like I know what to do. That's why all week I'm like, I really want to get a dare out on <laughs> a yeah. walk with me and Boone today. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, like, you, like you said. I mean, if you were not
0: with Nick at that time, like maybe maybe you do it 10 times and then you're like is this this isn't working i can't you know mm-hmm. the accountability partner right yeah we'll that's what that's that. what i was
3: saying earlier yeah. it's just like with anything else like if you're trying to like do whatever like lose weight or something like yeah. we're all trying to like lose weight right now yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and uh like we're trying to keep each other accountable but having adair out there and uh, he's like hey are you sure you want to do that that way? You know, and he's like guiding me through it. And it's helpful because he sees stuff that I don't know that I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You know, or, or he sees stuff that I could do better and he'll just call it out and I can fix it right then. Yeah. And well, so,
2: and, and ultimately there's just a couple of times that you're so used to this happening that you didn't even notice that he came back to heal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it came in and I would just literally walk by and you say, send them. Yep. Send yep. them. Exactly. Send them. And, and so <laughs> then it was, was kind of like training your brain to even look for it because you're so used to him always being right there. Yeah. It just felt normal.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and even, it, it was like a little bit of desperation because even the birds that we were getting up, uh, a lot of them, he was, he was like at heel. Like we got up seven grouse or so. There was a bunch. I don't even Yesterday. know how many it was. Yeah. In one spot. Yeah. And he pointed them. He smelled them and pointed them. And he, he's the reason that we, like, killed those grouse. I mean, well, I mean, they might have flushed wild as a, sure. as we were walking by. But he, he smelled them. He got birdie. He pointed. And they all flushed and we shot them. When he smelled them and got birdie, he was, like, 11 yards in front of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even then, I'm like, well, I mean, great. He got a, bird contact. He's
2: associating birds close to you guys. Yeah. And, and you. Yeah. And so, like there's more to it than just get your dog on birds. You know, it's just like ha- the quality contacts. you know, Jacob, you and I talked about that a lot in Montana. It's like contacts are one thing, but quality contacts are what you're after. And so if constantly you're shooting those birds that get up under feet and your dogs that heal and you shoot it and they get that reward, they think that's where they are supposed to sure. be. Yep. They need success away from y'all yeah, and away from you. So it's just like, At some point it's like we need to build drive, but at the same time maybe shooting that wild flush that come comes up under your feet isn't the smartest thing. And like you pulled up on a rabbit tonight. And I was like, Look Hey, you
3: pulled up on it too. (laughs) Wait a minute now. (laughs) (laughs) No
2: so you just practiced your gun, money. yeah, yeah. I'm just practicing. My <laughs> <gun money>. uh, <laughs> he, he sold a meat up, get off a couple rabbits. Here. Oh. I was about to say I haven't taken a poke at a rabbit this week, believe it or not, but I I normally do. So, it's, uh, <laughs> but like what I told you is like when you drew up, I'm like probably not the best idea right now. Yeah, and it's not mm-hmm. that you know I'm not the big. Hey, if you want to hunt fur with your dog, yeah. especially the German dog, there's a reason why they're versatile dogs. Like yeah. you know yeah. that's yeah. what they are, but we're not working on that. You're not rabbit hunting. Yeah. You, you know, you, you started getting onto to boon on a retrieve tonight and I'm like, no, stop. You're not working on retrieving. Exactly. Tonight. You're working on search. You're working on hunt. Get that dog fired up and stayed up. And if you, if you had, t- you know, taken all that success or, or what you've built up in that walk and all of a sudden started enforcing a retrieve, mm-hmm. heal, fetch, bring it all the way here. Hold, like. You're you're counteracting everything that you just yeah. did, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it's just like there's a time and a place to work on that later, but right now we got to get the dog hunting so that you can shoot birds to retrieve.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That and that was really enlightening too because like we work on a lot of like fetch at home because I live next to a lake and so I, I I take them down there a lot or I got a big yard and so I'll throw like bumpers for them all the time because it's just that, like that an boy easy will way. fetch. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, big time. Yeah. Hey, he gets after
2: it. He it, lives for it. That's his reward. Yeah,
3: yeah, dude. Yeah. He freaking loves it. Uh, and so, like, I just naturally, I'm like, well, when in the in the hunt, I should like enforce that because like that's what we're after. Yeah. Like like when I'm throwing the bumper, that's what I'm really wanting him to do is go get birds and stuff. But no, it makes total sense when you know he was bringing the woodcock back that first one that you shot. And he does, he spit it out like five yards away. And I was like, well, I'll just go send him and like make him bring it all the way back. Yeah. But you're like, no, like, just like freak out and like be excited that he found the bird and pointed it and everything. And so that's what we were doing. And, and it's just like all those little corrections. Cause I mean, that's not really like a huge thing or whatever. I mean, it's all subtle stuff that you're doing, but it all added up. And it just like, it made such a difference on this walk. Well, I felt like,
2: well, if you, know? if you have a dog that's unsure of what it's supposed to be doing, you hacking it and and hacking isn't always yelling at a dog but yeah. if it's you're always correcting or commanding a dog intervening. constantly yeah. intervening yeah. It, you're you're taking the dog's headspace yep. and it's no longer like confident in what it's doing it's always dependent on you to tell it what to go do and mm-hmm. it's like i want a dog that works with me not for me
3: yeah yeah no that makes total sense and you could see that by the end of the hunt too where at first he's like just staring at me all the time you know he's like what do i do now (laughs) and and by the end of the hunt me and nick were just talking and like chatting it up not really paying attention and Boone's just gone man like he's out hunting somewhere that one of the last grouse he flushed like he he like got birdie Worked the scent and got up there and he bumped it. Ran into it, yep. Yeah. But we were like way far away <laughs> yep. and I, I like felt bad. I'm like, dude, if we'd have been up there, you know, we probably could have got that grouse. I okay. mean, it was in a pretty good spot. Yeah. But, uh, and he was just, he was hunting like without us, which is exactly what I want. You know, he's just like, whatever. And, you and i, and I just, if you want.
2: I just have to say, coming from one small Munsty owner to another, when he finally pointed that grouse, it was a hard point. It was a staunch... <sighs> point it was not a weak. what is this maybe there's a bird there No, it was there's a freaking bird there you better go shoot it yeah yeah and and it's just <laughs> like it it really was like it just watching him go from boot bootlicker to a hard staunch good looking point oh, on a grouse, grouse. yeah it's like that's what that's what the, this is what rough grouse hunting is about yeah. like it's it's it, it's it's just so rewarding yeah. to watch that to unfold yeah. in front of your eyes within one walk.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that That one, we crossed that creek and we got back there. And, again, me and Nick had been talking for, like, 10 minutes just standing there. Like, and totally killed the mojo or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, he goes over and we pop over this, like, little bitty rise right there. And we look down. And there's Boone, I mean, just, like, locked up. Like, just a statue. Like, so much that it caught me off guard. And I was just like... Is he on point? And Nick's like, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I run down there, grouse flushes like 30 yards in front of him. I pull up and shoot, and Boone is still just like, his freaking body's like twisted, you know, like where he clearly just hit a wall of scent. And uh, even after I shot, dude, he did not move a muscle. And I was like, holy crap, that's what we're looking for. He had a nose full at that point. Oh, he had a nose full for sure. And I didn't even kill that grouse. I mean, we missed it. Yeah. But I was just like, elated at that like i could not believe that again like he went from what he was to to that you know in one hunt and it just goes to show that um especially with dogs man i feel like whatever issue they're having is like my fault in some way yeah and so i've got to figure out how to like overcome whatever he's doing because at the end of the day you know especially boon man he is such like a pleaser and yeah. he's just he he like wants to make you happy and he like listens so well um and so you know if he's having an issue it's something i gotta fix you yeah know, it's not his fault and so i try to not get aggravated at the dog especially it can be very easy to get aggravated yes yes and he's being yeah. like the whole bootlicker deal. test your patience etc etc but i think
0: as a as a first time bird dog owner i think that's that's an all right attitude to have it's like what can I do to help my dog at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: And and that's gotta be the and the hardest part is just staying positive, you know, when you're having those issues. Yeah. I mean it's it's tough. I mean, Jacob got to see it day uh, day two, I guess, you know, when we were out walking and, and Boone's kind of doing his thing and yep. he had done so good the day before and I was just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like well, it took the wind out of my sails. And I, I man. will say too,
0: I mean, we have we haven't sort of prefaced this, but yesterday and today hunting conditions not ideal. Yesterday was I think it hit 70 degrees. It was we hunted more than I thought we were going to be able to. There was a decent breeze. There was some su- intermittent sunshine, mostly sunny, but we had to we had to take it easy. We couldn't push the dogs too hard. It was hot, super dry, mm-hmm. bone dry yesterday. So scenting conditions I think were way less than ideal. And so in a situation like that, you know, I'm I've got a tendency to give the dog the benefit of the doubt, you know, I'm like but it's just it was hard yesterday and today we had some cloud cover but it was warm super warm i mean high 60s and just just tough hunting conditions so not what you would think of as far as like late october grouse hunting but the woods were the woods are okay but that's that's it i mean you guys you guys got young dogs you spent three days in the grouse woods and you saw progression yeah right i mean it's oh, yeah. it, it, you could boil it down to that you guys both saw progression like did you see everything you were hoping to see out of your dog up here a hundred
3: percent yeah totally worth the 19 hour drive <laughs> i do it again tomorrow for real yeah you might, you're about to. you're gonna have to yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Going home. laughs> Going oh, home. dude i've been taking a look i've been strategically taking videos and pictures all week and planting seeds in tiffany's head Ooh. tiffany's my wife where i'm like hey they got all these cabins up it's here pretty nice up here yeah uh-huh. it's pretty nice beautiful yeah. the fall colors the aspens <laughs> they're, they're beautiful all these cute little towns up here <laughs> <laughs> smart the, man smart the, oh yeah the, the stars man. the night yeah. sky oh, well, the, the, maybe the night sky <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> So so uh, maybe maybe we'll do a little family trip up here next year yeah. well we'll have a little baby next it. year so I'm gonna copy Adair yeah we were talking about how Adair inspired everybody because he took Rayland to Maine <laughs> and, you know he's like <laughs> he's like six month or however old she was at the time and he got in a freaking upland hunt on like a family vacation I'm like dude that's, i need to that's that, smart this could work out <laughs> you know, that's the advantage the dogs have because you know the lady she loves the dogs man and i'm like well they're she, we're making them happy this is what they're meant to do <laughs> they do love to do it yeah, yeah. so anyways, do yeah. we need to talk
0: about what happened with lucy
3: yesterday afternoon
2: Oh man, I mean it's 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 going to be forever ingrained in my head. So it's like, I mean, why not? If we <laughs> bust, as well immortalize it here, I was about to say, I'm I'm sitting here to like you know, still beating myself up for it. But oh. I mean, it's you know, you guys talk about earlier, y- y'all have a problem getting sucked into the point, right? And mm-hmm. it, and it's just like everybody kind of has that problem to where it's just like they lose focus of what they're supposed to be doing and, and kind of what's going on in front of them. And that's what happened on the walk. You know, Andrew and I were working Lucy yesterday evening and uh, you know, she was doing her thing. You know, she, she had a couple mishandled uh, birds here and there, but for the most part, she's, she's having a, a really good run. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a perfect run, but how often do you actually get that? Right. But it's like it got to the point to where we're handling a lot of woodcock. Andrew already had his limit of woodcock. Yep. yep. And I had shot two. It's like, okay, I need one more. But
3: And I had I had four
0: grounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's so breeze limit. over that. Yeah, the, the guy on his second day of rough grouse hunting has four rough My grouse brand new dog yes. I shot four grouse with <laughs> my brand new dog. Yes. Yeah.
2: So so he's going for the limit of grouse with his limit of woodcock with a limit of rabbit earlier in the day.
3: <laughs> Dude, I'll <laughs> smoke a freaking rabbit, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I forgot we forgot
0: I was going I was going to mention that. We sent we met up. Well, this is day two, so we meet up with you guys the night before. We go out hunting. We send Jacob and Andrew hunting, and and Adair and I go uh, down the road with Hartley, whatever. So we go out hunting, and before we meet up with you, Adair's like, "They're gonna come back with some." rabbits in their bag (laughs) i guarantee just just an fyi (laughs) Just be ready for it i'm like okay okay especially
3: these big old freaking snowshoes so dare
0: dare and i got we got done with our hunt kind of early we just like it it just it got hot and and whatever we went back but you guys kept at it for a while so we were sitting around the truck and chat chit-chatting and stuff and lo and behold you guys come walking down and you get about fifty yards from the truck, and bang, bang, bang! <laughs> <laughs> it was a grouse. <laughs> grouse, like fifty yards away from Adair and I, sitting there chatting for the whole time. We should have ran Quinn down the trail and yeah. Oh, it. yeah, oh well. Oh well, comes back and we're we're chatting, big smiles on their face. We're about to find out, you know, the whole four grouse deal. And Jacob kind of turns, and I see. Fur in his game bag. <laughs> they start unloading the game bags, and sure enough, there's a tailgate full of grouse, woodcock, and snow hares. Oh, <laughs> Send a couple of Alabama boys into the woods. Larson, right. Larson's
2: smile just keeps getting bigger and bigger every time Jacob reaches in his back bag, he Pulls out another there's rabbit. There's one. There's two. <laughs> here's three. And he's like, there's no freaking way. I'm like, hey, you bring a couple of southern boys up north, they're going to shoot some freaking rabbits. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. That was good. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fast forward to to the walk last night or yesterday evening. And and so we're trying to close out the trifecta, you know, get close out. Let's really put the stamp on this. And uh, Lucy rose to the occasion. We did not (laughs) by by any stretch of the imagination. Lucy is a
0: four-year-old, small monster Yes.
2: And so it's like she's kind of at that stage in her life to where she's kind of She's kind of done everything she needs to do in pieces. Yeah. Now it's it's trying to get it consistent, right? And so, you know, she's always had these stellar days to where it's just like, man, anybody would take take that dog and that tr- and put them in their truck. But then there's the next day, and it's just like, man, what what are you like? <laughs> like what what is this? And it's it, and it's frustrating because it's like I know it's in you, and so uh, here so far the season in, in Montana and this, she's starting to hit that consistency a little bit better. Yeah. And she goes out and, uh, you know, I have one woodcock left and I'm just like, okay, you know, it, we're in that strange mode. You find yourself when you get into a, a big batch of woodcock, it's like, can we get away from the woodcock? I want the grouse, not yeah. to belittle woodcock or anything, but yep. you know, I, I want the grouse and uh so she goes and she just nails a point and and it took us a while to get to her and in the cover that it was in i what nothing about it was telling me grouse nothing and i became complacent and i got it, even got a little cocky with with <laughs> andrew i set myself up because i knew he already had a limit so i go to where i have a pretty good shooting lane or so i thought <laughs> and i tell andrew i'm like hey why don't you, you know, come flush through here and kick this up so I can polish off this woodcock limit? I think <laughs> that was the exact word, right? It Was very close. Uh, yeah. yeah and, last words. And, <laughs> and uh, as soon as I say that, and you're I'm like, you're like, oh, oh crap! crap. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, th- I have it on the GoPro video, but then there's going to be a lot of beeping and, and, <laughs> and, and, and bleeping out some stuff. But like, it, it was a very quick hard gut punch of just like everything that you preach and talk about on your podcast (laughs) you're 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 teaching new uplanders you're you're doing all this stuff and it's like stay focused stay intentional blah 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 and here i go and i just waste it but you know andrew got to shoot he missed that yeah i completely whiff because you know it's one thing when you're expecting grouse and a woodcock comes up it's completely different thing when you're expecting a woodcock and a grouse comes up (laughs) Yep. Yep. And so uh, blew that. You know, I came back to the truck. I'm like, did you hear that just, you know, just. String of profanity, outpouring of obscenity. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Jacob and I did not hear that. We were
0: we were deep in the brush. Well, well
2: you heard it on the video. Afterwards. Yes, we did. But, uh, huh. but, and, it, and
0: it was as advertised, extremely <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yes.
2: It's, uh, so that that sequence is gonna forever live in my head because you know there's always those those flushes that like you just, they're just ingrained in there. And that one, is just like I'm never gonna forget. Just Oh yeah, the woodcock. I'll shoot it real quick and we'll get back on the grouse, whatever. And uh, you know, it just it, it humbled me really fast. Yep. And then uh just down down the trail, I'm still thinking about it because it's just like so I'm still just haunted by that already. She goes on point on another grouse. And this time it flushed and it it, it didn't I didn't have a shot opportunity really. Yep. But Andrew did. Mm, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so he had two shots, literally two two chances at at closing out that grouse limit. So you could have had a freaking banner day of all those limits. So you know that's kind of my only saving grace to where I can I'm letting myself off the hook a little bit. It's like, well, at least I didn't miss the chance at shooting a limit. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> it's so much worse than that because like that that day total. Like I think that. I had, like, 27 grouse or something fly. Flushes. Flooded. Yeah, Yeah, flushes. Yeah. And I killed four. <laughs> so, yeah, I had plenty of chances. You yeah, know. yeah. yeah. That last one stung bad, though, because we kind of, <laughs> like, that had just happened with the, the other grouse, and we're like, you know, like, no BS. Like, we're getting after this one. It was, like, robot mode, dude. Like, they call it shark eyes, dude. I got shark eyes. And I was, like, going in there, and I had just the most wide-open, like, that opening like, in just, the cover. I don't I haven't got it since then. Yeah. You know, that was the yeah. best shooting lane of this entire trip. Yep. Grouse flushed, just sailed right through there perfect, and I just whiffed. And yeah, I got I got a little upset, and there, the gun
2: yeah. jammed on the second round, and the
3: gun jammed because I didn't freaking clean it. And yeah, so <laughs> he, but it,
2: I'm a, I'm back on the trail now, and he's a, you know his string of profanities going on. Yeah, I'm surprised y'all didn't time. hear that one. Uh, but he he literally walked <laughs> out my gun. in the open space. He was like, "It was right here, <laughs> pointing <laughs> to <into> the sky." Is <laughs> he, that on video? No, no, oh, that was not, yeah, but that it was like good. It, I mean, it, and I mean, he's not lying. It was uh, just wide open. It was like the one we shot, you know, the first morning. I think it was, you know, the it it flushes out of the trees and goes into the clearing. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. it's just like you. You just ask to be shot. Yep. He had one of those. No. And, and
0: you've seen enough now in three days to know what kind of an opportunity Dude, that was. Yeah, right?
2: it was
3: the best opportunity of the trip, yeah. bar none. <laughs> <laughs> I had like We were joking because uh, when we were walking these trails, shooting them on the trails is a lot easier than when you get into the cover. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like when we were walking the trail, we did pretty good. When we got into the cover, our hit percentage plummeted. Yeah, <laughs> because you're like you're swinging and you just nail a tree with like the barrel of the gun that yeah. like knocks you off your key or whatever. I
1: actually have not had that happen this whole trip. I have not. I, I haven't recognized swinging and sla- slamming into a tree. Yeah, oh, I've done it a bunch it, of times. I mean, it
0: it happens. I think less than you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Like we're hunting thick cover. We're in thick cover, but it's usually not so tight that you're you're. You know you're being basically collapsed on, but that,
1: but you're not also. It's not like, like you're getting a lot of passing shots. It's
0: not like you know if we were duck hunting
1: or even dove hunting, where we like mm-hmm. you're swinging the gun real wide. Yeah, as long as you're like somewhat pointed, it's, it, you, it's
0: usually a poke. You're yeah. poking in the cover, absolutely. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm.
1: how I felt like I've shot this whole week is like you're poking and like maybe your barrels moving like ten inches or something like that yeah. because
0: a little bit of pass.
1: But it's not like you're swinging massively. But again, that was my biggest worry coming up here. I will say this because of a dare. The dare's like man, you know. Talking about, like, yeah, you, you know, smack trees, you'll shoot trees, you know, you'll blow tops out of trees, whatever, trees, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And, uh...
2: I didn't guarantee any grouse, I just guaranteed trees. trees. Oh, I've there killed a go. bunch of trees, man.
1: <laughs> and, like, but... And, and that's something that definitely was, like, on my mind, but I'll be on... I, I haven't... I I can see, especially, like, in, the, in those younger Aspens, or even, like, some of the bigger Aspens, like, just center-punching trees, and also, like, smang... You know, slapping your barrel up against a tree, like, yep. you know, either the bird was getting up, but... Um, definitely. I can see, and actually, after watching you Larson shoot a good bit, it's much more of like a poke. Like you're like guns close to, you and then when that bird gets up, you're like shifting, and then barrel comes out, and you're shooting right yep. in there. It's not like you're you know you know
3: shouldering and then swinging the gun.
0: Correct. yep
3: yeah. So That's that makes exactly. it makes
1: sense, and I can see how you can even shoot in tighter cover like that specifically. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's been with woodcock. I've noticed. Now that you mentioned that because woodcock. Like the grouse, they just explode in a general direction. Woodcock can hang around longer, so you can move more with them, and yeah. you can run into trees. Yeah, that's aggravating because that they'll like flush and they'll go up, and then they'll start going left. Yeah. And I'm like coming up on them, and then bam, I hit a tree with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, dang it! And you gotta yeah. like lean back, and yeah, yeah, so. and then I miss. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, we obviously could tell stories all night we're gonna eat here soon but i want to let's let's talk briefly about a couple of those grouse contacts we had with rachel before we met up with the guys so we had a good run with lucy that morning got into some grouse and i'm uh i killed some grouse that that morning yeah the first time first morning we ran lucy
2: yeah it wasn't over her point you got you got woodcock over a point i yeah. think everybody's dog has had birds shot by everybody yeah <laughs> over yeah. a point yeah pretty much but that that
0: that day got a little
2: bit warm,
0: and we were we we hadn't met up with you guys yet. Went down to a spot. And we're kind of like, "It's dry, it's warm," but we weren't. We really weren't expecting much. like, yeah. like we're like, let's, "Let's let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Let's cut her loose, and and we'll take a hike." And we were working along this two track forest road, walking along. It was a it was a brand new clear cut on our right, so that our right is like totally empty, and the left is really really nice probably 10, 10 year old Aspen, high stem density. And Rachel was, we were just kind of getting going. We hadn't been hunting too long. And Rachel dips down into the cover and is one of these, like, I love when this happens. It doesn't happen all the time with pointing dogs at range. But in this case, I saw Rachel move up and slam on point. And I looked, I'm like, Nick, she's on point. We move up the road. And as we're going up the road, I see the grouse on the ground. I'm like, there, grouse is on the
2: ground. I can see it. Get ready. Yeah, you, you're like I'm watching it, and I'm I'm like where? And it, I one of those dumb questions. It's like in the woods. Is just look. It's there. <laughs> uh, and Natural though to say where? Right where? <laughs> uh, come pointed at me. It's like they're pointing dogs staring at it right there. Well, I, and as soon as I see it, another bird gets up. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's two. And then as soon as I said that, that other one. So like one dips out the back over Rachel, Rachel and then the other one comes right at us. Like it had, it was a kamikaze was attack. Like he was towards this, us. Yeah, it was. He was like, "You know what? This is this is the end for me. I'm going out. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> take <laughs> well, somebody with me." It flew yeah,
0: straight into the open clear.
2: Right. Room. I mean, and it just, I mean, it bomb rushed us like it just full on full speed. Like I, I barely caught up with it with the barrel yeah, and the turnaround. Down, yep. Shoot it the other way and and yep. dropped it. Yep, and dropped it, and it's just like there we go. And I, and I mean, it's that was your first grouse of the trip. That was my first grouse of the trip, and I even said like when it came back, it's just like there's something about these birds. I I just told him I was like it's just it's just been too long since I had one of these birds in in my hands. Yep. I mean, it's just I've I come up in the Northwoods, but heck, last year I came to Wisconsin and you know things didn't line up. I I got skunked the whole whole trip. I shot a few in Maine, so yeah. you know, I, I had that, but it's just like living where I live, I don't get to see those birds nearly as, as much as I would like and yeah. it's just I I mean I just kind of took the moment in for for a minute and it's just like boom right there right over Rachel's Point and there we go. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And we kept we kept hunting and
0: we walked a little bit longer and started getting into some grouse. We we flushed one and we moved a couple like right in a row, two or three. Did Rachel have any of those pointed? I don't remember.
2: I can't remember. I mean, especially after today's walk with Rachel, it's like she just she does she 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 kind of did what Rachel does, yeah. Right, and and it's like they all kind of run together, and I mean. I say on my podcast all the time, she's my anchor. And I think, you know, you all got to witness yeah. why. I mean, I know Jacob and Andrew, y'all, y'all have seen it before. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, she just, you put her on the ground and it's it's all business. And so, like, yeah. it, the reps with her on the first walk, like, I don't remember most of them already. I mean, it's like, it's kind of a blessing that we've had that many contacts yeah. Yeah. and so many stories and such a short few days yeah like it's just it's been a heck of a trip i mean it's just they're all running together at this point yeah
0: yeah yeah we we moved a couple birds and i remember like this was a this was a it was a cool grouse for me because we we had hit this edge where we're working the Good age aspen that we wanted to be in. There's a trail that goes south, and so we're like kind of turning this corner. We're working. Rachel was sort of off out into this younger clear cut. That's ah, it's yeah, maybe, maybe two or three years old. Like it's yep. it's we weren't gonna walk out there, and I'm walking, and we actually we flushed a grouse off the hill. Wild flushed it, heard it, never saw it. All of a sudden we get a we get our, our watch buzzes, and Rachel's on point, like a hundred yards into this young clear cut, and immediately I don't think we had moved. We maybe move some woodcock, but immediately Nick and I are kind of like, ah, she probably got a woodcock out there. <laughs> so we start we start walking out there, and we're we're cruising along. Didn't we weren't rushing like we we yep. talked about this afterwards. Like we, we we're like, she's got a woodcock out here. We'll we'll go out. You know, it's the wrong way. Gosh, Rachel, what are you doing out there? Yep. So we walk out there, but it's, I will say, as soon as we got there, there was this little bowl. It was a bowl of cover, and there was there was more stem density there, and it was butted up to some some older aspen. So as soon as we, I looked down in that bowl and I saw Rachel locked up on point, I'm like, I kind of got more intense because I was thinking grouse potential. And Nick kind of swung around the top of this, and I picked a lane where I was kind of looking down. I started to dip down into this bowl, but it was kind of, I felt if I went down any farther, I was going to take myself out of the game. So I kind of held up, and I let you come around the, the rim kind of thinking you were going to be more in position because Rachel was a good ways away from me, and like the w- the way it happened like you heard a bird flush, mm-hmm. and what you said is that you just you never saw it, but I you sh- wanted to shoot shot. you wanted to reward that because yes. she held that point for quite a while for t- us to, to get I,
2: I, I I remember a hundred percent now and, and you're right it took it seemed like it took us forever to get there, yeah, and usually like the grouse aren 't going to hold that that long right, and right and so like yeah it, we get down there and exactly what you described you're to her ride up on the hill like yeah. a little bit of a higher advantage and i get down in there thinking the same thing like i'm gonna have a good shooting opportunity here instead i hear the flush and i just shoot in the general vicinity yeah and i'm i'm over there like good girl rachel and i hear a second shot and you just go like yeah i tried like i, I took a poke like yeah. it, it was a hail mary uh but like i don't think i hit it and then as soon as you said that here comes rachel down the hill with the grouse and you're like holy crap she's got, got it, it. <laughs> i
0: was like hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and what ended up happening i actually i saw a bird after the initial shot and flush i saw a bird took about 5 steps running in front of rachel and flush and i just i lifted up and shot just as the bird disappeared behind brush and it it was a distance that, like, just made me feel like I don't know. I, I figured I was probably behind it. And it wasn't a lot of time that elapsed, a couple seconds, and the, here comes Rachel out of the out of the brush with the grouse in her. I mean, there's no there's no
2: better feeling than that. So like, yeah, so. and, and just like that, I mean, just uh, out of a walk that we weren't really expecting much. Exactly. Both of us had grouse. We got point of over grouse point in the bag. And, and yeah. it's just like it's just one of those walks. It's like, hell yeah, this is what this is what we come up here yeah. for. And it doesn't take much. It it know? doesn't take much. It's, I mean, all I can't tell you how many times that I've been like do I go on that walk and then you dis- decide go for the walk always go for the walk always go for the walk it's it's that hunt like when you have that question like eh, should I go or should I not go uh those those tend to be like the the ones that really stand out in your yeah. head at the end of the trip yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and what about i want to talk about Hartley and where we worked him with those thermals yeah because yeah. that was really interesting how that happened. We've all been in there where we, we come across cold, hot thermals. I mean, in and out. You know, we're changing elevations. But we got punched in the face by the thermal. I've never felt them like that before. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it'd be an interesting concept with these guys being deer hunters. As much as they pay attention to thermals, probably a little bit more than we do. Yeah, uh, That really played havoc. On on Hartley that that morning, and yeah. I mean it was just like we were kind of, I don't know. It, to,
0: to sum it up, we bit we hunted for like an like ninety minutes. I think we flushed fourteen grouse, and Hartley got a a handful of them pointed, maybe, but a lot of them were. I th- I think he was pointing them real close. He was he was pointing them close because the air currents were what we kind of deemed after the fact were really swirling around and moving, and. He pointed, like, there was a couple times where he was on point, and I heard a grouse get up before we even have, ever had a chance to move. One time we kind of got in the game. Hartley was on point in the same spot for a long time, and then he started, He during his relocate attempt, ended up bumping it. And we were hunting this spot where there's some high ground, and this is yesterday when it's going to get 70 degrees. We know the heat's coming. We know the sun is coming up. We even started early to try to combat all this but there's some big ravines and at the bottom of these r- ravines there's cool water creeks down there. So it was like we kind of went we were we started early it was cool. We dropped down into the ravine where it was nice and cool and we hadn't felt the heat yet. When we came up that other side, we crested the other side of that ravine and it was like bam, Nick saying we got punched in the face with like hot air. It was like I you were not expecting the feel It felt that. like your he- sauna. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We had talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on with 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 the thermals? Like, how would that? What, what's the basics on it? Because I mean, I've I've heard about them enough, but I don't I don't understand them all that much.
3: Uh, in this area, I could see how the thermals get uh, get pretty extreme, because it, you have like a, a relatively flat area of like those young aspens, yeah, and they're none of them have leaves. It's like wide open and the sun is just beating down on that ground all morning and heating it up and there's like nothing obstructing it it heating that ground up. And then you have in your draws and stuff, you have like those conifers, you have like spruce, which are like very dense, like very, very shaded oaks, which are still holding their leaves. And then you also have, like, the actual roll of the hill that's keeping that cool. And it's getting pretty cool at night, at least for, again, Alabama boys. Yeah. It's getting pretty cool at night. And so that pocket of air, like, let's say you're in that little, that little drainage that's, like, heavily shaded. And you've gone on up into the morning, and it's, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And that air down there has been shaded all morning, and it's still, like, 50 degrees. It's cool. And then you pop up on top and it's like 70 degrees because that open stuff that the sun is beating down on just heated up like that. And then everything else is so sheltered that it's staying like very, very cool. That's why you get that difference. And that creates like really extreme air pool.
1: That and you can find a thermal split,
3: which I noticed today. That's exactly what you're all talking about is a thermal split.
1: Which is like, especially on a big ridge like that, where maybe it's like a, like a Western facing slope on a morning hunt. With that thermal with the, the thermal rise happening in that top one third of that ridge because the sun's beating down there, especially if it 's open cut, you could be down at the bottom of that ravine and you still have a falling thermal because the cool air the coolness is on the shaded side of the hillside because it 's the western facing so, slope, so
0: the the air is going Dr- down dropping
1: yeah, okay. even though it might be ten eleven o'clock in the morning if yep. there's no sun hitting it you're going to have a dropping thermal as okay. long as the wind's not overpowering it, but as you get to a certain elevation point going up, especially like a western facing slope on a morning hunt. You go up that ridge and at a certain point, normally it's around that top third or even maybe like close to the halfway mark, depending on what the timber's like, you'll have that thermal split where at that point you'll have a rising thermal mm. if you keep continuing to go up or if you drop back down another ten yards, you'll have a falling thermal. And I can I can imagine that being super tough on a dog too, if you're hunting like right off the edge of a ridge. Yep. Yep. Where like you're having a rising thermal up above him, but then he's getting far enough off that it's now a falling thermal, and he can't pick up anything. Yeah,
0: unless he gets down below Which the bird, is exactly where we were hunting, basically. Yeah. Exactly, and, and I <laughs> right on the
2: ellipse of those ridges. Yeah. I think I told you, like Andrew's gotten on to yeah. me because I have yeah. like an oversimplification of thermals because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not chasing things that are trying to smell me. Like yeah. I don't have to worry about getting busted by anything. Uh, I'm just I'm only interested in it for my dogs, and so the only yeah. rule that I really go by off thermals is when the sun comes up morning you work top to bottom you know that rising thermal it helps the dog out you put the dog and then and vice versa when the sun's going down you you work bottom up right that falling thermal okay and and it's like andrew told me he's like good kind of general rule and and it's just like well you know as bird hunters that's kind of the
3: the parameters that we operate in a lot right it's the same thing with deer hunting because people say the exact same thing deer hunting they're like in the morning. You want to hunt a rising thermal and it's situational because if you're just in gentle hill country and you're on the right side of the ridge, it will start to rise very early in the morning. Uh, but if you're in another situation, like it might not rise until after you leave, yeah. you know, cause most guys who are deer hunting, they're done at 10 AM. Sure. Uh, and that thermal doesn't switch to like 11 in that spot.
1: And it's all based off in hill country or more mountainous country whether you're on an eastern-facing slope, a southern-facing slope, a west-facing slope, or a north-facing slope. North-facing slopes and west-facing slopes will have a falling thermal super late into the morning uh, just because it doesn't get warm. It doesn't get enough sunlight onto those sides until much later midday a lot yeah. of times. So you won't even have a rising thermal there versus a south-facing slope or an east-facing slope will have a very early rising thermal, you know, maybe by 7 o'clock, especially if there's no you know, leaf canopy. If there's yeah. no, canopy, uh, no leaf canopy, It'll rise super, super early because it just takes that sunlight like, penetrating, hitting the ground, warming right, it right. up.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just a different way of looking at temperature, too, because if the weather forecast says that it's uh, 55 degrees when we're hunting in the morning, like, you can look at it on the truck truck thermometer driving out there. It's going to be, like, 50 degrees, and we're going to go down into a little hole on the road, and it's going to be, like, 38 degrees. Yep. And we're going to come up, and it's going to be 45 degrees. Yeah. And uh, there's just pockets of, like, different... Air all over the place, uh, and so it's 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 really really situational, and it can change with clouds too. Yeah, you know? like we've we've got a thing about thermals in a place we hunted years ago that was just like the best example ever. Where it's like gentle hill country. There's a cutover that kind of comes down this hill, and there's a creek bottom that, and that's like the dividing line. On the other side of the creek is big timber, and we're right there on that creek. Uh, we're in the tree stand, and we're dropping milkweed, and when the sun comes out and hits that cut over you drop milkweed and it just like rolls right up that Mm. into that cutover. and then a cloud comes over and that same piece of milkweed falls all the way back down and comes past us into the shade yeah you know, and we're just dropping it, and it's going back and forth like waves in the ocean. You know, yeah. like the ebb and flow of those thermals. And this is like the middle of the day that it's changing. Yeah. Um, and that was in August when it was like 98 degrees or something.
1: And that's why I can yeah. see it being so tough on dogs. Like, if you, like, pay attention to thermals on, like, why maybe a dog's, like, having a really good sinning day right. versus not. Right. I mean, th- there's a lot of things that could be happening, like, that again, that... It, Dogs maybe not aren't even necessarily keep like paying attention to or however that, that process is, but you as the handler put yourself in the right position. Whether you're hunting rising thermals or falling thermals, especially on those days with like very little wind, like that Saturday, like the oh first day we went out. There was like mm-hmm. no wind. Yeah, it was straight thermals, and it was cra- It wasn't great because we're hunting flat land, so there's no air movement, mm-hmm. which yeah. sucks because the dogs not smelling it until they're probably a little too close. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. or if they cut a trail, so that makes it tough.
0: So yeah. the like like yeah like yesterday the takeaway for me, it's not that that we're necessarily going to do anything different, but you're you're noticing it right. We're hunting the yeah. cover, and you're just sort of like nodding to the dog like okay yeah you you could feel you know you could feel the temperature change and just uh, assume that that the air currents are are going crazy so you understand the dog work is is maybe not going to be the best that day so like a, well, a consistently cloudy day you, would you expect more of a consistent like air movement on that day because yeah, I, say- cause I think a lot of people say a a good overcast
3: day is a good day for grouse hunting right and and that maybe that's playing into it definitely i think the one of the harder one in my like three days of experience (laughs) hunting with my dog uh you're ready to go guide that's right (laughs) yeah i'm I'm gonna start charging for it um it i think one of the harder days just from like a thermal standpoint would be the day where you have passing clouds and you have not much like a breeze and you have clouds and then no clouds and then clouds and then no clouds Mm. because that's what the thermals are going to do they're going to be like shifting back and forth and it's going to be hard to find like a rhythm where i feel like it's a lot easier if you have that consistent breeze that you can play off of again same thing with deer hunting same exact thing if you have a consistent breeze it makes everything a lot easier because you can play off of that uh, but on those days where it just goes back and forth and back and forth, you have inconsistency. Yeah. I mean, you're just kind of at the mercy of it. I mean, there's really nothing that, that you can do to predict it or, or anything like that. Right. So yeah, definitely overcast. I'd say
2: that's, that's really interesting uh, connecting the overcast because you always hear, you know, overcast days are better. A little be- moisture
3: on the ground, yeah. overcast day.
2: Yeah. And so it's, it's really interesting. Okay, you know, back to circle and back to kind of where we started on, on this is, why woodcock are hard to smell Some there's so many elements that go into this yeah you know i've tried uh touching the subject i've done an episode on how dogs nose works and all that stuff and and it's like just there's more to it than wind there's more to it than humidity there's more to it than thermals it's just like there's so much that goes into it that all gets wrapped up into the same burrito to where it's Okay, maybe there is something that can help us better understand it. But like he said, you're kind of at the mercy of it. Yep. And so, kind of, you know, what's it really change how you hunt? Really? I mean, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on it?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't. Again, I'm I'm going to be more focused on the cover than I am thermals. But it's a it's another thing to observe and pay attention to. And you know, this conversation right here, I probably will. Like, start thinking about, like, if it's an overcast day, like, is is the dog work better? Am I getting birds pointed from further away? Am I getting them locked yep. up? You know, that's little things to think about while you're doing it. But I just think in the, like, the hierarchy of, like, prioritizing where I'm hunting, what kind of cover I want to be in, where I want to be with my dog, I'm, those decisions are going to take priority over thermal thing but i think it's it's something to observe and pay attention to yeah
2: absolutely absolutely and i mean like you said we still got into grouse yeah he still scraped out some some good contacts i shot a bird over over him so yeah we 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 traded dogs uh this weekend right so we both shot over each other's dogs and so like he still scraped together a good run but it, it it was very obvious that you know it it was there were conditions that caused certain Missed opportunities. Making it challenging. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. What did you guys think of the
0: cover, the woods, the places we took you? Just overall, what would you think? Man,
1: back. thick. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so, so, like, there's a big takeaway. is First off, being in an area for the first time with Aspens. Yeah. Not used yeah. to it at all. Yeah. Um, and then also seeing, like, the relationship between, like, this specific cover type to rough grouse yeah um and, and like not and it was kind of interesting it was actually it was really fascinating like walking with you larson just and having you kind of like talk about like the food sources like what they're mm. eating yeah like from like the clover to the the wild strawberries yep. to the
0: uh dogwood
1: dogwood hawthorn yep. apples to hazel the Cacanus. hazel ca- ca- <laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. all this different thing A- acorn in the oaks that yep. was really fascinating mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just again, these isolated huge mature oaks in these aspen stands, yep. hot spots for them to potentially be feeding and spending time on. And we put up quite a few grouse in those general areas. Yeah. Um, but the the interesting factor I think for me is just kind of seeing like the relationship between like the cover the cover density to where these grouse feel comfortable at. Because again, it was very rarely I think we were ever in like really open areas in putting a grouse up. Yeah. Like I just maybe like that one that like this night with pepper where she smelled it from a long ways away and it got up and it was kind of in a little bit more open woods, but there was thick yeah, cover that's, around that's it. That's
0: real open woods, but it, he was right in the patch of cover in that area. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yep. but that was the biggest thing It's just like the relationship between like the cover type and, and the rough grouse. And again, it's challenging. And I totally see like, especially you get off some of these logging trails yeah. and you're busting a brush with a dog. Like there's parts. I'll be honest. Like when we're going through some of those Hawthorns, like, if a bird gets up, I don't know if i can, I don't know if I can point my gun through this and shoot <laughs> yeah. because I'm gonna get thorns in my face. It's gonna be really gnarly um so yeah again, it's just extremely thick, but I totally see like now what it takes to have again kind of like what that rough grouse habitat looks like, which now Nick I'm kinda interested in a dare now I'm trying interested <laughs> in seeing what this looks like in Tennessee yeah. specifically and like that southern habitat
3: f-
2: for rough grouse, mm. well, let's go find out soon, uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, kind of the same thing for me. First of all, the woods up here are, like, beautiful. The aspens, man, they're just gorgeous. Um, I was kind of taken by surprise at how at home I felt in these woods. Mm -hmm. I was telling you that earlier. Uh, It wasn't, like, anything super foreign. You know, like, when I go to, like, Wyoming or, like, we were in Idaho this summer. like It's like I'm on, like, a different planet. I mean, it's completely different. But up here... I felt pretty at home, you know, like in these big woods. I mean, it, it's not, it's not the same as what we have in Alabama, right. but it sets up like very similar, oh. just you got different trees and stuff. And yep. uh, I had a really good time learning about all the different like food sources and stuff, like he said, and learning about the trees. Uh, that's like a passion of mine in Alabama is mm-hmm. just learning all the different cover types, like all the the different grasses, the different trees that we have down there. And then coming up here and spending time, which, by the way, we say it on our show all the time. The biggest compliment you can give an outdoorsman is to call them a woodsman. And you, sir, are a woodsman, one hundred percent. Like spending time with you in the woods, you're you're telling me about all these very subtle things. Like, oh, this is a cat, and they're they're doing this and that, and pointing out all those food sources. And you're you were so focused when you were hunting; it is impressive. <laughs> it, it really is, and uh just being able to learn about. The habitat and how the birds use it walking with you this, this trip has yeah. been really fun because I like learning about the woods, but I also like learning where you're, you're like, okay, we have this kind of brush right here, yeah. and look, there's a blowdown, and look, there's a green mossy log right there. And when you see the green mossy logs next to this and that, it's, there's probably a grouse there, you know? And so it was an absolute blast getting to learn about something just completely different. Because, yeah. you know, I'll go hunt Georgia, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, wherever and everything is similar like it's different but it but they're all very similar but coming up here everything is like way different like different trees and all that yeah and so learning about that stuff has been an absolute blast and i feel like i've actually picked up some like skills from this like i feel like i could come up here by myself and do pretty decent after learning from experienced grouse hunters like like the two nicks we got here yeah (laughs) well you guys you guys you guys are confident
0: in your own right and in doing what you do. And it was, it was fun sharing that stuff. Cause I could tell you guys were interested and intrigued by everything. So that, that, that makes it fun. It's, it's reciprocated and yeah, it was a blast showing you guys around that's, Yeah, That's cool. I,
3: I warned you that first walk. I was like, dude, I'm going to be like an eight year old. I'm going to ask you so many questions. I was, yeah, like, for I was like, what's on, that? Man. Why is this over here? <laughs> yeah. Are there any grouse over there? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why aren't they there?
0: <laughs> Would you ever take another sauna? Oh yeah, I would. <laughs> I,
1: let me t- let me tell you now. Totally,
0: it is an exercise in mental strength. I, let, let me tell you this.
1: I totally now understand what it feels like to be a brisket. <laughs> <laughs> not because I look like one, but it's because again, well, you know, being being in a sauna like or sauna. I'm not sure what you're trying to say it, sauna. 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 You know, it that is a interesting experience again i'm like you're breathing i'm like i feel like i'm breathing i'm breathing fire right now Bruh, and it, my hair is like because i'm my head touch like, my hair and it hurts it hurt, dude. it's so hot like from like your scalp up like, dude, it's on fire. listen it's
3: all fun and games until like freaking ladle some water on the coals and i'm like oh it's gonna get kind of <laughs> steamy and you were like prepare yourself and then it hit me i was like oh my god <laughs> we all like jumped I'm like oh my
1: god dude Freaking.
3: Like, yeah. wasn't expecting that like, at all
1: i feel like a shrimp bowl right
3: now no i loved it it was it was that was a cool experience, and then jumping in the cold water, dude. Yeah, I, dude, jumping into the lake.
1: Listen, I'm it's like the, the heat takes like your breath away, and you jump in the water, like, okay, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> like. yeah, oh,
3: yeah, I, it was relaxing though. I mean, like, after that, land like, laying on the dock just in the air, dude. Like, I it's haven't been stars, that relaxed man. in a long time. I called Tiffany last night after that, I was like, look we might need to get one of these sauna things sound eyes or whatever. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm glad you guys had a blast.
0: It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Dare any final thoughts, buddy?
2: Man, I, blast. I mean, I love coming to the Northwoods. I yeah. mean, there's a reason why I go to the, these random places and chase new birds all the time, but there's something about the Northwoods that, pulls me back in every year i got i have to go somewhere in the north woods and uh you know again you inviting us up here you know we jumped at the chance and and i enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better uh getting to see see hartley in action and and you got a hell of a place here i enjoyed it and uh, i mean everything from the sauna and the the cold plunge i mean it's i'm all about it it's uh it it was really enjoyable and (laughs) and uh Jacob
1: shivering
4: it's going <laughs> so damn cold
1: oh man yeah
2: but uh no i mean in, in all seriousness like it's just, you know you you got some cool stuff going on up here and and i i can't wait to you know share the woods with you again absolutely yep yep yes, well sir. thank
0: yep thank you guys for coming up it was it was a blast and it was fun recapping some of it here on the birdshot podcast i appreciate it and we will all hunt together again someday yes sir yeah all right boys thanks for tuning in to another episode of the birdshot podcast presented by onyx hunt final rise and upland gun company don't forget to rate review subscribe and share and if you really love the show and want to contribute above and beyond what you already do by listening you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash birdshot thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next episode of the birdshot podcast
2: Hey everyone, this is Nick from the Gun Dog It Yourself podcast. If you enjoyed this show, then you might want to check out my show as well. We highlight and break down the ins and outs of training your own hunting dog. Whether it's a bird dog or even the occasional hound dog episode, we cover all topics related to hunting dogs. Check out Gun Dog It Yourself on any podcast streaming platform and hit the subscribe button to be sure not to miss any future episodes.